Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening. Uh, Universal Minds. My name is Brother Benici, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, I'll have my brother Sargidi joining us shortly. Uh, brother Bonner Noon. Don't believe he's going to be with us tonight. Uh, he's handling some uh, personal business uh, that he's taking care of this evening. Uh, but again, we should have Brother Sargidi joining us shortly. Um, so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to finish uh, the fourth and final part of our series, uh, Dark Sciences of Africa. Um, uh, in the last three to four weeks, we've, we've uh, gone over quite a few aspects of it. And, you know, there's many more. Obviously, you can't do this in just a couple of shows because, you know, this topic, we can continue to go on and on and on. Um, just before we begin again, uh, this, this is not so much for our regular listeners, but for our newer listeners, if you're tuning in for the first time. Uh, this is an occult slash metaphysical alchemy type of show. It's not a religious show. Uh, it's not a biblical show. Uh, we couldn't give two flying shits about Jesus, the Bible, and all that rhetoric that's been poisoning our minds for years. That's keeping the mind closed and shut to the reality of what's really going on. So we just want to make it crystal clear. It's not a religious show. So sometimes people stumble stumble across this show. And they come in and they think they're going to save motherfuckers and, you know, come with all that rhetoric. I get some emails throughout the week sometimes by people uh, stumbling through the show. And I just got to make that clear. It's not a religious show. We're not interested in faith, belief, and opinion. That's personal. It can't be substantiated or proven. So I just want to make that crystal clear. Um, most of the brothers on the show and all that, I'll let uh, Saw when he comes in, uh, give his little introduction and background. But as most of our regular listeners know and to our newer listeners, um, we're, we're teaching not just from reading books, doing research and information, which is key, because you have to study, you have to read, you have to learn. But we're teaching from a perspective because stuff that we talk about is from personal experience. Um, this is a topic, and the reason why we chose this topic that we've been doing for the last four weeks, because... Again, you hear everybody teaching about Africa and Egypt, and they're giving you these these long, drawn out ass lectures, or, or historically, which is which serves a purpose to a point. But when it comes to the darker sciences, you don't hear nobody really teaching about it. Um, even a lot of so-called conscious people still have a negative mindset when they hear such terms as the dark arts, black magic, uh, aspects of African darker sciences as Palo, Palo Miami, uh, Igun worship, things of that nature. You don't really hear too many people talking about that, as if that's not a part of African culture and African history. Um, unfortunately, you got a lot of these lame-ass cats that want to sit there again and give you a three-hour lecture about how great you were back in the day and, and how back in this you were this. You were great then, and 
Egypt was this, as if also the other mistake, as if Egypt is the only part of Africa. The other problem I've always had for a while is you have a lot of people who sit there and say, our African ancestors, our African history, but yet they're only focusing on one aspect of Africa. And, and today, as we know, the big thing that people focus on uh, is Egypt. That's the big thing. And there's a magical aspect to Egypt that we've, we've touched on uh, because the different forms of magic that were practiced in Egypt, uh, especially when you read the coming forth by day, um, you'll find that that basically was a manual for spiritual magic. But, again, unfortunately, that text has gotten passed down, um, you know, as if that is some type of religious text, uh, some type of, uh, to some so-called conscious people, it's like another form of a Bible, because whether they're conscious of it or not, they look at it in the same light. Um, but when you read the coming forth by day, there, there are a lot of spells, cantations, ritual workings in there. Uh, dealing with the elements, activating higher energy forces, um, and working with the different degrees of vibration. And that's why one thing we've always pushed on the show um, is really mastering the seven hermetic principles of Tehuti. You've heard us say that a million times. Um, because contrary to popular belief, another issue you'll find most people are so embedded in the system of Ma'at, but you never hear them really connect that to the seven principles of Tehuti, which is key, because you really couldn't understand or possibly actually access the full meaning of Ma'at if you do not understand the seven hermetic principles of Tehuti. And I've always said that is the foundation for a great spiritual magician is to really master the seven hermetic principles of Tehuti. Why? Very simple. Um, not only just because of the main and the most important of the principles, which is the first one, all is mental, mental is all. Let's talk about that for one second because I think some people get a little confused when we say it all exists in your subconscious mind. Because, let's, again, first principles, all is mental, mental is all. What that's saying is nothing that can be conceived or on, a, on any plane of existence exists outside of the subconscious mind. When people get confused, they say, well, I'm, I'm confused because when I talk about the ancestors, uh, aren't they manifestations of things that exist separate from myself? And here's where it gets a little tricky. The answer to that question is yes and no. Yes in the sense that it creates the illusion because that's how you're perceiving it. No in the sense that it's still all connected to you because you're still connecting and, and you're still connecting to what we would call the superconscious. You can call it your higher self. There's many different terms people use. You're still accessing that part of the subconscious mind that opens you up and makes you receptive to all this information. So I think people get a little confused with that. Um, even if it's a, for an example, we've talked a lot about on the show about ancestral worship, which is a part of working different aspects of spiritual magic. Um, that's another avenue and the venue. We talked about that um, in, the, in the first two parts of the series we did, especially when we were talking about the laws of the Bhutan. And a lot of that, those systems in Africa, uh, the Igun worship aspect of them, there's many different systems of it. Um, it's magic that incorporates connecting with DNA ancestors. Um, but that's still connected to you because it's connected to the DNA of your blood. So I think people get a little bit confused with that because we get, we get a lot of emails 
um, say, yeah, we understand that concept, but I'm a little confused on this part. It's hard to perceive it when you've been so indoctrinated for so many years under the system of faith and belief, and it's hard to acknowledge of not giving that reverence, uh, uh, looking outside yourself. Unfortunately, you got a lot of people, um, you know, that have been claiming to be conscious for years and studying many things for years, but they're still looking outside of themselves for a lot of the answers and the solution uh, to the many things that we're talking about. So these these seven hermetic principles, doctrine of polarity, doctrine of vibration, those three, all is mental, mental is all, doctrine of vibration, the doctrine of polarity, as above, so below. You hear, you hear, us, you hear us talking a lot on these shows, um, which is, you know, unfortunately is a, is a popular thing. It's become trendy in the occult thing, the, the whole Baphomet concept. You see a lot of people who claim to be connected to the occult um, will grasp towards that symbol, and they've made that shit religious because rather than really focus on what the symbol represents and the energies that it's connected to, and we've talked about this before, they, they become enthralled in the the hoopla of what the symbol means because it becomes more of a trendy thing to do like a Christian would wear a crucifix or like a uh, so-called Egyptian conscious person would wear an ankh. The ankh is like the crucifix amongst the conscious coons in the conscious community because they have now taken away from the significance of what the symbol represents. And we've gone over that because that's a popular thing when dealing with systems of magic um, and people have been misinformed and misled. Um, most unlearned people will affiliate the Baphomet symbol with Satanism and devil worship because they're ignorant. And this is something that came way later. This is something that European Satanists incorporated in their systems called Satanists or Satanism, or devil worship, which is just a system that they created that's adverse to Christianity. It ain't got nothing to do with melanated people. And we've said that a million times before. The Baphomet symbol predates that. Um, you can go back to cultures long, long time prior to that, prior to everybody talks about how the Knights Templar and all that bullshit. This is all recent garbage, okay? Not focusing on the alchemical representation of what that symbol represents that we've gone over at totality, equilibrium, uh, masculine and feminine forces. And it incorporates those first three principles of the seven hermetic principles of Tehuti. When you just look at the symbol, if you really know what it represents and stop getting caught up in all the bullshit about, oh, this deals with the occult and I'm going to fucking wear this because I'm going to look so cool or, or this deals with devil worship because people don't know what the fuck it means. That's the problem. Okay? It has the as above, so below principle right in the image. It has the doctrine of gender right in the image, masculine and feminine, the face of a male goat, the androgynous breast. It has the four elements right in the symbol. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on and on. You're supposed to focus on that aspect of what that symbol represents if you're a magician slash alchemist and you really know how to work with the elements, know how to work with nature. And when we, when we use terms, if you go back to the series we did on the Sith, and we were talking about Sith alchemy, dark alchemy, okay, we used the term on that show, a real Sith alchemist is one that's able to make 
the forces of nature work for them as opposed to against them. And we've got to get out of this bullshit. If you want to become a master magician, all this misinformation, and, and everybody's always teaching becoming one with the universe and blending in with the universe and connecting with, that's not, you've got it completely opposite when you're practicing dark magic. You are the ruler of the universe. You want to control the universe. You don't want to become one with it. One with it in the sense when you become just one with it, you become susceptible to it. Now, people, when you understand quantum and metaphysics, uh, well, people will use the term the all. You understand? But you got to understand back to the first hermetic principle, all is mental, mental is all. So that's important. I don't, hold on. I think we got my brother. Sorry. Here, let me unmute him to see that he can't. I get him unmuted. Hold on. All right. Peace. Brother Sargidi, what's up, brother? Peace, brother, peace. Yeah, I just uh, started uh, off. If you want real uh, brief, I was waiting for you to come in. We were, we were just building a little bit on. Uh, I'm not sure how long you were there. I just looked and noticed you were there. Um, we were just kind of going over uh, briefly what, we, what we've been discussing the last four weeks, and this being the fourth and final part of our series on dark magic. So if you could, uh, more so for the new listeners, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Peace is Brother Sargidi, and as we stated on many other shows, you know, we have walked many different paths, and they all lead to self-mastery, self-understanding, self-realization. Mm. Mm. So um, no matter what walk of life you're coming from, that's truly the goal in it all, mm. whether, whether you're even religion whether you're a Christian, whether you're an occultist. It all boils down to self-mastery, self-realization. And that's, that's <laughs> as simple as that may sound to everybody listening and the key, and he said it a couple of times, and it resonates if you really listen to it, self-mastery and self-realization. That's when truth becomes a reality. Not because you read some shit in the book, not because you went to a lecture and it sounded good and, and you got all emotional and it catered to your fucking ego and you felt good for a couple of minutes. That's not what truth is. Truth is when you raise yourself up to the self-realization of the reality. And that's why it's funny because, again, I'm not sure how long you've been here, brother, but that's what I was just explaining to become the term a master magician or one who is engulfed in the dark arts. That's what the concept is. The self-realization that you are the deity and it all centers around you, that the divine consciousness that you possess, your superconscious, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, and we like to explain it in magical terms as working with the subjective realm, then you realize now you're at the point where you've made it to that point of self-realization as opposed to claiming to be conscious but still coming up under something, somebody, some type of system, some type of rules, regulation, and, and, and belonging exclusively to one school of thought, dogma, or doctrine of philosophy. That's, that's where the problem comes in. Now, in that statement, too, for an example, in the Rosicrucian order, there's a statement in a lot of the rituals, and again, how do we know this? Because we, we've all walked that path. Uh, we've all taken the higher temple degrees. I'm talking about the brothers on this show. 
Um, and again, I say to those people that think when you hear stuff like that, they say, oh, well, the Rosicrucian order or the Templar or all these, all these Masonic groups and secret societies, well, that's all white people shit. Well, most of the assholes saying that never set foot in any of those orders or those lodges. And if you think it's white people shit, join them, master them, and then you can teach on it. If you never set foot in there, just shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Stop, stop speaking out your ass because I hear a lot of people speak out their ass on this stuff. And I've sat in lectures the last two weeks, and I don't have to go in certain circles and tell people that myself or the brothers on the show have been initiated in those orders. But I keep it quiet because I like to watch somebody bury themselves neck deep in shit because you can tell that they're just re- reading something that they regurgitate and they have no experience. Now, we've said on many shows, we're not saying that to say that it's mandatory to join any of those organizations, orders, secret societies, but we're saying if you want to speak and teach on it, you need to have the experience on it. Um, so in the Rosicrucian order, in a lot of their rituals, listen to this terminology because it kind of is in that statement. They'll end a lot of their personal affirmations or rituals when, they, when, they, when they're contacting a lot of this alchemical principles of the higher self, they'll say the God of my mind, the God of my heart, and the God of my self-realization. Okay, and anybody that's traveled that path knows what I'm saying. That's true. If you've never heard of it before, you know, you're just not familiar with it. I want to say that again, the God of my mind, the God of my heart, and the God of my self-realization. So anytime you do any type of ritualistic working in that order, that is an affirmation of accessing the higher self. They didn't say, they didn't, they didn't acknowledge or access anything outside of themselves. So that's, that's a personal thing that connects you to that concept, the God of you. Everybody, the God of your heart, the God of your mind, the God of your self-realization. So I'm glad you brought that up, brother, because he was just kind of um, building on that right before you um, came in. This is what, this is what being... Uh, you know, a true spiritual magician would be uh, working these higher sides. And this is what the darker arts were about. Um, and, and again, you don't hear too many people teaching on these things because they'd rather just bore your ass to death and sit there and give you a whole history lesson, um, some shit you can find out on your own. Now, we know we're living in, say, in 2016, maybe 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, Somebody can sit there and, and, and spit all that historical shit because we didn't have access to the Internet like we do now. We, now you can pretty much find anything anywhere. Um, so back then when you had people that did a lot of research with books and it wasn't so open on the Internet, those individuals would come off very deep and heavy. And though that was the era of what I like to call the conscious pimp because you had a lot of people during those times, a lot of different you know, gathering a lot of this information in books that they knew most people didn't have access to. Or they would go to a lot of old occult metaphysical books and books on Egypt that they know most people didn't have access to or were even or even aware of, let alone had access to. So then they would come across and spit some information that you never heard before, and you go, oh, shit, that's so deep and heavy. I never heard that shit before. But now, as we live in this technological age with the Internet, and we can pretty much Google any goddamn. Google's become the new fucking god of information. There ain't nothing you can pull up. Now, I'm not saying that shit is all accurate, but really, historically, what can somebody sit down and really tell you that you can't find out on your own? But 
what each individual has to learn on their own to be able to apply themselves if you want to work these higher sciences and these dark arts. So in this fourth and final section, what I want to kind of go over, brother, so I'll maybe talk about some different um, deviation techniques that can be used and practice in some of these higher sciences. We haven't really touched on um, that aspect of it. So I thought maybe uh, part of this show we would talk a little bit about that. Now, you hear the word deviation has root in the English word divine, okay? Okay, the divine reality, the divine truth, the deviation, this is all connected to that principle. So you have different aspects. You've heard us uh, mention, and maybe, Brother Sawyer, you, you can maybe share some of these techniques. I know you practice some of them. Um, we all have to an extent. Um, we could talk maybe about scrying, um, which is really a really a, a a heavy aspect of working some of these darker arts if you really practice it correctly. Uh, crystal ball gazing, um, you know, uh, different rooms. Um, you have different methods of of tarot reading, not just your standard tarot card decks. You have animal rooms, um, different cultures. Uh, you can even access. We talked about the Opele tray when we were when we were building on. You also the, you also have the you know the pendulum. The pendulum, yep. So yeah. maybe you could share maybe you could share a few uh, if you can with the listeners. What deviation techniques do you or have you dabbled with over the years that have helped you maybe open up to accessing you know the higher conscious and tapping into some of that spiritual energy? One of the one of them is um, tarot, you know, tarot, as it's called, you know, is, um, you know, and one of my favorite decks that I use is the past life deck, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and that deck pretty much it ties into things that you need to do in real time. You know, it tells you about past lives with the past. It's not so much, you know, who cares about the past lives, but it's more getting into the traumas and what you need to do right now for yourself. That's which correct. Is why, which is why that the past life deck is one of my favorite decks. You know, scrying is another thing, you know, something that I do once in a while. Get two candles, you know, sit and stare in the mirror, you know, at your reflection and, you know, uh, just stare deep into your reflection, get into it, get into a meditative state or a trance state and you, you could probably either see something about yourself now or you can see something in the future or the past, you know, uh, Depending on what what you need to see, pretty much. That's right. That's, and that's the key. That's the key thing in this in this type of work is it's about what you need, not so much what you want. You know. That's right. And the tarot decks. I want. Yeah, I want to go back up a second to the tarot decks. Uh, when you say tarot decks, obviously there's so many different tarot decks out there. I always get this for those that might use this system of deviation. Um, the best way I get, I get a lot of people and you might've gotten this too, brother. I get a lot of people who say, well, what's a good deck to use? Right. And this is my advice to that. Find one that just naturally resonates with you. Um, look at it. If it catches your attention, 
and there's a certain energy you're feeling from it, that's the one you want to gravitate towards. There's not really one particular one because the methodology is very similar in the purpose you're trying to achieve, but find the one that resonates with your vibration and your energy. Um, in addition, you bring up something very important, brother. So in addition to just the reading aspect, um, you can use the tarot for the, a lot of the symbols on the cards. You can take one and reflect on what that symbol represents because they all uh, have a high alchemical property to them. They all represent a certain alchemical symbol. So one can focus, as you were saying, when you zone in on the symbols on, on a lot of these decks, they, they, they do hold a higher significant meaning. Now, when we're talking about systems of deviation, these are just tools or methods that one can use to enhance the darker arts and open themselves up to these, uh, for lack of a better word, spiritual realm. Now, again, I want to stress when I'm saying that, that it's mandatory or it's necessary, but some people it just enhances the magical working uh, and the magical practice. Um, so, again, tarot is, well, is, is very, can be very powerful if used correctly. Um, you mentioned scrying, and, and something that I'll do is scrying and the crystal ball gazing, which is very powerful. Let's talk a little bit about the um, uh, crystal ball gazing. If you've never, if listeners are not familiar with that or have never practiced that science, um, the best way to get yourself prepared for that, um, and you don't have to be, you know, a, a seasoned veteran or pro at it, it's, it's basically you stamping your personal energy, uh, for an example, on the crystal ball. Um, you always want to keep that crystal ball covered in a black cloth and encased um, to keep the energy of that crystal ball pure. And notice I said black cloth because anybody that knows anything about crystal ball gazing and scrying, they know when the ball is engulfed in darkness and pay attention to this shit, that's when it's charged at its highest spiritual height, not in the light. The more light that reflects through the crystal ball, it blocks the spiritual energy uh, from the individual reading it. And it's only supposed to be exposed and taken out when you're actually working with that system. Um, so what that can be used for is seeing images and symbols. Now, I can only speak on my experience and from dialoguing with other people. Um, people have gotten different experiences from it. Some just see symbols, and some actually see scenes in it as if you were watching TV or a movie uh, about future events, uh, whether it's about yourself or about other individuals, or it's opened up realms and then seeing past lives, as we mentioned, you can do that with the other systems we just aforementioned. But again, it's another tool that can be used to open yourself up um, to these higher sciences. Um, one just needs to be in the right frame of mind when doing that. Um, it's not recommended to do that for super long periods of time, maximum 25 to 30 minutes, because of the energy that the crystals house, it can cause severe headaches if you really don't know what the fuck you're doing. Because I've had a lot of people tell me, yeah, you know, I did it. And what are you going to say, brother? One of the key things is, you know, the shift. One of the key things is the shift in your consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when you're doing divination work, if there's no shift in your consciousness, pretty much you're not really getting any benefit out of doing what you're right. doing. You know, That's right. Uh, the key is to get a message from you. That's right. Um, and that happens through shift of consciousness. 
whether whether using breathing exercises, whether using you know visualization or whatever you may use, different techniques to shift you out of your everyday consciousness. That's right. That's right. So you can communicate with your higher self and get the things that you need. That's right. And the key, the key, and I'm glad you bring it up, shifting yourself to a higher state of consciousness. Now, remember, when we talk about the subjective realm, we're talking about going outside of third density, density existence, outside of person, place, thing. When you're working with these higher sciences, you're vibrating on a frequency that's outside of person, place, or thing. Now, the big problem that you'll find, and I found over the, over the, over the years, is people trying to put a definition on this term, which I hate fucking using because it's some fictitious bullshit people made up, called God. Here's where the confusion comes in. Who and what is actually God? Now, again, that's going to vary from individual to individual. Everybody's going to have their own perspective on what God, the creator. To me, it's all bullshit. I'm just telling you uh, what's out there right now. The way the confusion comes in, here you got mortals who have never really worked with the subjective realm outside of person, place, or thing, trying to put a definition on what God is, which is fucking hilarious to me. Because some people think it's some old fucking man in the sky. I'm talking about really spooked out ass religious people. Think there's some old man type of figure, some character in the fucking sky that controls everything. Some thinks it's some invisible force that controls everything at the, at the, at the drop of a dime. Uh, some people don't even know what the fuck it is. They just think it's some type of being that exists in a place called heaven that they still can't fucking prove to you exists anywhere in any shape, form, or fashion, the same way they can't prove hell exists to you in any shape, form, or fashion. This was just some mythological bullshit that the men and the writers of the Bible and the Quran created to scare the living shit out of people. Uh, the point being is, if you look at the definition in any of these faith-based systems, it's all predicated on two things. One, fear, okay? Always based and predicated on fear, meaning if you don't do what you're told, there's some fucking gloom and doom waiting. If you're good, you're going to go to heaven and meet this band called fucking God, okay? That. But it's always a mortal definition confounded by person, place, and thing. Uh, 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 somebody that practices the dark arts knows that what we're calling the creator or God exists outside of person, place, or thing. So humans will give a definition based on what they perceive on a human level confined to person, place, or thing. This is why we have so many different debates and so many different religious arguments over the year because everybody has their interpretation. The Muslims do. Okay? There's difference. There's arguments over the Trinity. There's arguments over, is Jesus God, is God Jesus? Are they the same fucking people? This is nonsense-ass rhetoric that we argue and fight over when really at the end of the day, the shit is all irrelevant. And it's still mortal bullshit that we're arguing over that has nothing to do with anything that's going to get you to the point where you need to be. So this, uh, a true magician and somebody that practices the darker sciences is not controlled by that ridiculous-ass concept. Because when you look at it from that perspective, you'll never bypass a damn thing 
that we're talking about, okay? So when we're talking about these systems of deviation, I brought that up because, as you said, Brother Sar, you're really accessing the higher self, and you use the term, which was important, to receive that message from the higher self. That is going outside of that concept, being confined by person, place, and thing, trying to contact some spook fucking God that controls your salvation, where you still, again, back to those hermetic principles, all is mental, mental is all, we can go on forever about this shit. You, you really have to understand that. You really have to dwell on that to really know, especially when you're working magic, when you're, when you're, when you're doing a particular ritual, when you're working a particular spell. And I don't like to use that word either, because when you hear the word spell, you start thinking of all that bullshit that comes along with it. I'm using a term, obviously, that people, uh, everybody can, can relate or grasp. Spells are not some um, thing that you cast on somebody to, uh, you know, work evil, you know, more Hollywood movies. Spells can be worked for healing, okay? You can work a, a magical spell to create healing energy for yourself or for another. Spells can be worked to change the, the vibrational energy around your current situation, whether it's for uh, relationship, finances, uh, whether it's also for mental and spiritual balancement. So when we say the word spell, don't have the definition in your mind of uh, witches and goblins and fucking ghouls and all that shit because that's not what we're talking about. So spells are a key in a magician when the magician, he or she, when they're using the energy to work for them, as I said in the beginning of the show, as opposed to get them against them. So this is all based and predicated on the principle, you are the God that's controlling your universe. Nobody's doing it for you. Now, again, it's hard for people to grasp that shit because they, I mean, look, I know people, shit, again, claim to be conscious for many years, but they still wrestle with subconsciously the fact that there isn't something outside of themselves that's superior, okay? Because, again, a lot of these cats that, to ask somebody that claims to be conscious, and, and do this, it's real simple. If you run into one of these Egyptian conscious coons that claim to be all spiritual, ask them, what is the Egyptian deities to you? Have them define Ra. Have them define Tehuti. Have them define what exactly is it. And get, have them explain in detail to you, not just a brief explanation. What are the Natiru? Because they use this, they use this word all the fucking time. The Egyptian Natiru. Have them explain to you what is the Natiru. They give you a basic ass definition. Well, they represent nature and snap. Okay, so ask them: Is Tehuti? Is Ra? Are these actual literal beings? And and get them to commit. Okay. Get them to commit, not dance around the question, because you're going to find you're going to get a mixed view and opinion. Some will give you the definition, kind of leaning towards that they're actual physical beings. Some will dance around it. I bring that up to show you, you're still going to find out that most people are still under the illusion, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, they're still worshiping things outside of themselves. Same thing. Ask somebody that practices your Ruba Santeria. 
Ishango, Bakalao, Shun, Ogun, etc. What are they to you? Now, the reason why I say you need to ask them specifically in that shape, form, or fashion, what are they to you? Because most people will give rehearsed definitions that they read or that they were taught, which confirms my other point. Most people cannot put it in their own words. And as Brother Sarge, you said at the beginning of the show, having raised themselves up to the divine reality or self-realization, they can't explain it in their own terms. They're still subconsciously looking at it as things that exist outside themselves. And we need to put that into perspective because you're going to find, I want to know. Somebody's up there giving a lecture three hours about Egypt and talking about all these deities. I need to know that person at that moment that's giving that lecture, from what perspective are you coming when you're talking about those deities? Because you're going to find out again, for the most part, whether they're aware of it or not, they're looking at it no different than a Christian is looking at the prophets and the saints. These people are looking at it the same way. That's the difference between somebody that practices the dark arts and somebody that still claims to be conscious, but is stuck in all this faith and belief. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts on that. I don't know if you want to add something to that, brother. So, but when you, when you made that statement, it kind of opened the door to all this uh, self-realization. So I don't know if there's something you want to add to that. Yeah, I mean, people just have to understand, you know, the difference between, you know, the objective and the subjective universe. There are differences, but they correspond to each other at the same time, you know? Mm. Mm. Like, pretty much, they're not separate. Of course, they're not separate, but at the same time, they both have their laws. And that's what many people don't understand. You know, the balance comes in when you learn how to live in an objective universe while working through your subjective self. Mm. And that's a part of the key to, you know, real self-mastery, mm. you know, self-realization is right. really understanding how to, really understanding how to you know, master your subjective universe while living in an objective universe. Understand the difference, the differences in the laws and things like that. That's right. And that's, a, that's an excellent point. That, that is the challenge. What I want to do, brother, brother so I know we ain't at the question part, but I want to read something real quick that was that uh, Sister McKeedrew listens to the show regularly. Uh, I usually don't jump to this, uh, but I want to because it kind of confirms what we're talking about. And uh, she just kind of typed in something and just confirmed what we were just talking about and what I just said. I want to read this for those that are not, can't, are not online and are not seeing the chat live. I know there's a lot of people just listening on the phone and, and, and listening to the live stream online, but they're not in the chat room. But listen to this. She, she had typed in earlier, well, not earlier, just a couple of seconds, not too long ago, um, when we were talking about, when I was just saying, putting these people on point and having them explain to you what, what are the gods to them and, and, and have them explain. Well, listen to what she says. This happened, she says, to a meeting that she was in. The guy there asked the lecturer, there was a guy there, she's saying at the lecture, what the gods were. He says they were actual gods. Right, this is the shit that I'm talking about. The lecturer says, well, and I jumped in and said, no, they represent energies. So, all right, let's use this as an as a, as a example here. So this guy that's giving this lecture is saying 
Why should you catch somebody in their own spookism and they're so religious that they don't even see it? So if this individual believes they were the actual gods, the next question you need to ask that person, so you believe they were actual in a point in time that these were living beings that walked the earth, right? They would have to say yes. And if they say, well, no, not that type of guy, now we're back to super fucking spookism. So if you know, if that's not what you're saying, I'm telling you this because I've had this experience. If you're saying, no, they weren't that type of God, they were gods from a higher realm. I've heard somebody tell me this shit. I thought this shit was hilarious. Gods from a higher realm? My next question is, where is this realm? Have you been there? Have you experienced it? And these gods that you're claiming are actual gods, have you personally communicated with them? Now, this opens the door to more fucking spookism. Because some will say, yeah, I have. And not realize that you can so wholeheartedly focus in on something. You can, like, like we talk about, Brother Saw, you got Negroes that think they're an incarnation of Osiris. So it's real easy. Hey, so a man thinketh, so he is. You understand? But you don't have no literal proof. You understand that these so-called gods that you're claiming are separate from yourself even existed. Because when you read the stories of the Natiru, they're representations of what goes on, not only in the inner subconscious mind, especially when you get back to nature and creation, what goes on in the womb of the female. And they're given these titles and attributes that connect with nature. Now, you have from the time of Osiris on down, for an example, where you had many different pharaohs and dynasties that represented or took off, for an example, when you see the name Seti or Set in front of a pharaoh's name, they believed they were a manifestation or incarnation of Set. When you see the deity Ra on the name of a pharaoh, you know, a, lot of the, a lot of the, during the Ramses dynasties, they carried the name, they believed they were an incarnation or a manifestation of these deities in these different dynasties and gnomes in Egypt. Because you can only find that royal lineage from what they call the so-called holy family, the actual existence of Osiris on down. But when you get into who they call these gods or Nateru, now you now you cross on a whole nother threshold. So people that can't explain it will try to humanize it and say, yeah, these were literal bands. So now we got a fucking problem. Now you put yourself in a situation where you can be picked apart. Real simple to pick that shit apart. We got to start questioning that because when we're listening to these people teach and educate us, what they're all they're really doing is guiding you to another higher form of religion. That's all they're doing, whether you're aware of it or not. Because anybody that believes that these individuals were gods, like literal gods, it's no different, like I said before, that a Catholic who acknowledges all the different saints of Catholicism, all these different great so-called people of Catholicism that they literally worship and have, have turned into gods. I mean, they even got a system called canonization in the Catholic Church where a bunch of idiots get together and determine that this individual was not just mortal. They were divine, so we're going to canonize them and make them a saint, and then motherfuckers start worshiping them, getting statues of them. Right? Follow with me here. This is how the, this is how the deities in Egypt became worshipped, and the shit you got going on today is no different. We as humans give them the power of deity shit because we venerate them. It's the same shit we do over the years when we join these fucking Mickey Mouse clubs called the Nation of Islam and, and the Black Hebrew Israelites and the Nuwapians. 
we give the, the leaders of these groups deity status. Because these motherfuckers come along saying shit like they're connected to extraterrestrials and aliens and, and they can communicate with higher beings and you need to follow them because they are your soul salvation. Man, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. That's more conscious coon shit. Okay, and those days are over. And that's just all spookism, you know? That's right. That's right. So, hey, like I said, man, don't get us started on that shit. Don't get us started on that. And the reason why we have to understand this concept, if you really want to work the darker arts, and like we said on the very first show, we all said this, I believe, it's not for everybody. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not for everybody because when you start working with these concepts, and I use that word again so people can grasp, sometimes it doesn't line up with your personal ideology. And I years ago had to wrestle with that because I came up through that whole revolutionary system, you know, you know the, uh, the black power movement, black Islam, you know, radical. You know, I came up during that era. So I thought it was everything was a black and white issue. You understand, and everything was, you know, this this whole mentality of I'm in tune with the correct God, and everybody else's shit is wrong. This is why certain motherfuckers you can't talk to, because they got a certain mindset that their shit is right and everybody else's shit is wrong. I used to be one of those motherfuckers, so I'm not saying that just based on my opinion. You, if you talked to me 20 years ago when I was in my my, my teens and 20s. 20-plus years ago, shit, I would sit there and wrestle with you to death. You couldn't tell me anything I was telling you was wrong. But I, when I really started to grow is when I woke up one day and said, you know what, everything I was told was fucking wrong. That's when the reality kicked in. Everything that I thought for all those years that was correct, that I was fighting for, that I was debating over, that I was arguing stupid-ass shit, Jesus is black, who gives a fuck? Shit is relevant in 2016. The white man's the devil. You know, all this stupid shit that was actually keeping us sidetracked. And all the shit people told me for years to stay away from the occult, metaphysics, and alchemy. Oh, that's, that's devil shit. Don't mess with any of that stuff. That's evil. You know why they was telling you that shit? They were telling you that shit on purpose because, one, they couldn't explain it. Two, they knew nothing about the shit. And three, they were just going based on what people told them what they heard from other lectures, other elders, teachers, and scholars, who don't want to touch this avenue because they're too fucking afraid. And then here's the, here's the cop-out that most conscious coons use. And we've said this a million times. Most conscious coons say, oh, that's white people shit. Oh, that's white people stuff. That basically tells me it's a convenient scapegoat when you can't explain the shit yourself. And all of these higher sciences that we've been talking about the last four weeks, sorry to bust your bubble, has its origin in ancient Africa. I use the word Africa loosely because there's no such place as fucking Africa. That's a whole nother story. That's some other conscious coon shit. Africa, Alki, Bulan, Egypt. And I keep telling motherfuckers, stop calling it Egypt because Egypt is a Greek word. It comes from the word Egyptos. It just means burnt. That's what happened when a lot of the Indo-Aryans came into Egypt and mixed with the Africans. The sun burnt their faces, so they called them Egyptos. So stop saying you're fucking Egyptian. How can you sit here and claim to be so pro-black and say, uh, I'm Egyptian or comedic. That's my other one I love. You're comedic, really? And then when people say that shit, put them on the spot and say, what was the real name of Egypt? It wasn't Kemet. 
If you think it was Kemet, you're fucking stupid as hell. Because Kemet is a Hebrew word that goes back to the prophet Ham, or Cham, K-H-A-M. You're tying yourself back into biblical bullshit. When you use the word Kem, when you use the word Egypt, does not exist. Africa, Greek word, Afrik, to separate, was not the original name of Africa. And as I said last week, or the week before, then you have these... <laughs> These uh, black Moorish Islamic coons, well, it was called Al-Kibulan, really? Give me some historical data on that shit. It was never called the continent of Africa as a whole, Al-Kibulan. This came after these Moorish Arabicized coons got influenced by Islam. There was a period they referred to Upper Egypt as Al-Kibulan. That's it. So stop that bullshit. See, here's more unnecessary rhetoric and argument. We want to sit here and argue what was Africa really called. As if, motherfucker, you was there. People talk like back, well, back in the day. Really? As if you were really there. Nobody wants to talk about now, 2016. Everybody wants to keep living in the past. They keep wanting to argue over concepts and information that only goes so far and only holds so much weight. So if you're interested clearly in just historical and intellectual or over-intellectualization, they work a spiritual magic game for you because that's not what this is about. Um, what time we got? We're going to go to the phones in a couple more minutes. Uh, brother, sorry, anything you want to add, uh, kind of what we talked about in the last four weeks uh, on any of these darker sciences or, you know, something you might want to throw in there that we might have missed or haven't covered uh, you know, before we kind of take some calls and stuff. Oh, uh, no, brother, you can go ahead. We can take some calls. <laughs> All right. All right. So just to, just to wrap up, review, we've talked about, again, and, and as I said in the beginning of the show, um, it's, it's impossible in four weeks to go over every aspect of it, little, literally impossible. Um, what we wanted to try to do was just touch on some of the key aspects. So I kind of want to real quick just, Review one, first and foremost, we're not saying that this is for everybody. What we are saying, this is what we do. Um, if people ask me, because people are weak and pathetic and they need you to define something in order for, you, for them to conceptualize you and try to put you in a box so they can feel comfortable with their weak, petty emotions, uh, when people will ask me, well, what, what are you? I love this shit because then it just shows you I can fuck with their head. But I love it. I'll tell you, I, 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 I'm a black magician. I practice the dark arts. It's what I do. What do you mean? That's what it is. Okay, I'm not a Muslim. I'm not a fucking Christian. I'm not a Jew. I'm not an Egyptian conscious cone. I'm not none of that shit. So they want you to say something that makes them feel comfortable so they can identify with. I will give them something just enough. I practice black magic. I'm a dark magician. If you need a definition, of what it is, who I am, and what I do. That's what I do. That's what the brothers on this show do. That's, what, that, that's the highest science of what this information is all about. And I stress dark and black, as dark and black as you can fucking conceptualize in your mind. Because the darker the chaos, the darker the chaos magic that you work, the more powerful it is. It, meaning has no limitations, has no boundaries, no beginning, no end. That's what I do. So people need a definition because some people just can't grasp the fact where they say, well, I'm none of those things. 
I don't, I don't believe in anything. I don't have belief systems because beliefs are for people that are weak-minded that can't raise themselves up to the divine reality that he or she is a god or a goddess. That's the other shit we need to start putting people on the fucking spot when they start saying shit like I'm God and I'm goddess. Have them explain to you what the fuck does that mean to you. And you're still going to get a religious-ass answer. Well, you know, the black woman was the original. Really? That's your definition of what being a goddess is? Because the black woman was the original female? All right, that's some intellectual, historical bullshit. But it goes deeper than that. Same thing, the black man is God. We hear that shit all the time, black man is God. Right? And we get some nation of Islam slash 5% slash conscious coon definition of what that means. Yeah, most of, most of the time, you know, people would rather, you know, feed their low self-esteem. <laughs> I, I, I don't even really say feeding the ego. And the reason why I say I don't say that is because <clears throat> many melanated people have low self-esteem for the mere fact that they came up in a white supremacist system. So That's right. You really can't feed your ego. Your, your ego ain't even developed because you have low self-esteem. You, you know, you feel like black ain't shit. You feel like yourself ain't shit. That's right. But and, 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 that, that, that's usually the main goal. You can even see it on Facebook. You got the, that's right. You got the, uh, you got the woman that's always doing things or saying things to get some type of attention. That's right. You know. People people do things more out of deficiency than actually doing it consciously, you know. That's correct. And that's a good point. Um, you know, you use the term white supremacy. And I got I to gotta touch on this shit. That's the big term you hear a lot of these people using. Uh, a lot of these so-called, you know, you hear this all over YouTube. Uh, first of all, I'm not going to give the motherfuckers that power, number one. I don't even use that word because when you're saying white supremacy, you're basically subconsciously saying white motherfuckers are supreme, whether you're conscious of it or not. See, that's a trick in itself. So I would never use that reference or that metaphor. Uh, same way when you say, even when you say the, uh, the white man is the devil, you're still giving him the definition of some type of God or deity complex. Because when you automatically use the word devil, it automatically triggers the word God. Be fucking real with yourself. You fuck how conscious you think you are. So in that is a trick in itself. So all these conscious coons that are saying they're trying to destroy, you know, white supremacy slash Europeanism slash, you know, white man's the devil bullshit. You're giving it life and power at the very same time that you're claiming to destroy the shit. So I'll never use that bullshit. And it's become a crutch. Let's be real. It's become well, a crush. And, and understand that is because it's, you're playing on people's position or low self-esteem. That's right. You know, just think about it. You walk around with low self-esteem. You know, you live in the hood. You know, you feel like you ain't shit. And That's right. Some, somebody comes along and tells you that you're a god. <laughs> you know, and all this other shit. You know, now... Now you you're bypassing the real issue, which is your ass got a little self esteem, and now you now you on this this rant like you know you're the supreme god, when truthfully you still you know you're still the derelict that was that's been living in the hood for over 
40 years or whatever. You're still the same there like you were 20 years ago. Not saying it's right. for everybody, but That's right. speaking in general, uh, a lot of so-called conscious brothers and sisters who live in the hood and they get fed this God doctrine and it's not really doing nothing for the issue that they really have inside of them. It's pretty much they, they stay, they stay, you know, instead of becoming a God, they stay in the same position and they walk around with this ego like they're a God, but they, you know, living in their mama's basement for 20 years, that type of shit. <laughs> Brother, it was, I, I wish we could post this so everybody could see it, but, uh, there was a there was a there was a picture you sent a few days ago. It was fucking funny because it kind of tells that story you just said. You sent a picture of some oh, dude. Oh yeah, of the um, fucking hilarious. The dude, dude Calvin Johnson on on, on Facebook. He's uh, a Tara L Bay, you know. Yeah, <laughs> with the whole with, tell him, brother. He's got the whole gear on and the tell him he's got the whole. He's got the Namus on. Nigga, the whole get nigga had the Namus on. He's niggas a pharaoh on Facebook. But shit, you know, in real life, this nigga is a cashier and a and a fryer person at McDonald's, you know. <laughs> hey, look, look, and I'm, look. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not knocking your hustle if that's what you got to do. But don't, okay, don't, be, pretend, don't be pretending, don't be pretending to be something that you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's the point. That's what I was gonna say. Again, not a knock. Um, shit. I at one point when I was younger, I, I think we all worked at McDonald's at one point. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do to feed your family. So we're not, we're not criticizing if that's what you have to do because we don't want nobody to, you know, feel bad about that if that's your case. But we are trying to point out, yeah, but what we are trying to point out, don't sit here and talk all this white man's the devil shit and I'm God and, and you know, and on Facebook you got the whole thing down packed, but then, Nigga, you fucking flipping fries and ringing out burgers and shit. You understand? <laughs> I mean, just, just you know, pull, come on, hey, man. I, I, pull, I pull up to the drive-thru and be like, hotel, nigga, can I get a fry and a burger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. Now, seriously, if you don't see the imbalancement with that shit, right? Here's another thing. Think, think about this shit for a minute, right? And I, I, I put, I've seen a couple cats do it over the years. I've done this over the years, the black Hebrew Israelite cats. I put them on the spot with this shit. Do this to them. Now, a lot of those cats work jobs. Not all of them. There are a lot of them that actually work regular jobs. And if you're familiar with them, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're scattered all over the place, but they're, they're prominent more so in the Northeast. But growing up, living my whole life in New York, they're all over fucking New York. In every fucking borough, standing on corners, looking like the fucking Isley brothers with their little fucking bracelets and shit on and, you know, screaming at white people and calling them the fucking devil and, you know, and all this other garbage. I'll sit there and say to them, look, you out here on the street talking about this is the white man, the devil in Babylon is going to be destroyed and this and that. And I hey, watched you know, the nigga literally... Oh, go ahead. I, no, I mean, yeah. I watched a nigga literally walk up to one of the camps while they were sitting there preaching and pull out, a, pull out of his bag and throw his little thing over his regular clothes and put on his whole get-up, his costume. So I had asked the brother, I said, brother, 
you just came from work or something? Yeah, 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 brother, I just came from work. Oh, so you take this shit off when you got to go on a white man's job, right? Here's, 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 the, here's the oxymoron now. The cat came from a job, had his little Hebrew Israelite clothing in his bag, had to wait till he left the job, got to the spot, put it on, and then wanted to start screaming how the white man's the devil. It's the same nigga that's getting a check from the white man that takes all that Hebrew Israelite shit off and is obedient to the white man when he's on the white man's job. Now, somebody fucking break that shit down to me. Now, this cat got into a, this kid got, that's, called, that's, got called, that's called being hypocritical, you know? That's my whole point. That's my whole point. <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't talk about how, how you hate the white man and the system. But then you're working a job, you know? Pretty much you turn that shit off as soon as you walk in their door. That's right. And you, you know, become you part to... of the system. Yeah, and it's like, it, it, that's, that's the biggest hypocritical shit ever. It's like, you know, and, and we've talked about this before. It's like, don't down the white man system. I mean, it, you know, the only time you get down the white man system is if you're living on your own land, you provide your own electricity, your own clothes, your own food. That's when you can really say you're not living off the white man. Other than that, you're living off the white man. And, and, and let us stress this. We're, we're only saying that to the conscious coons that take that position. We're not saying that to people that are grounded in reality. You understand? If you're working a job, you're working for a corporation, you're going to school, do what you need to do. Get your education. Get your money. We're talking to people exactly. that sit We're there. We're talking to motherfuckers yeah. that, that want to sit there all day and talk shit about the system. Right. But yet they ain't doing shit to get inside the system to master it so they can make a change. You know what? Bottom line is this. If you, you can't sit here and keep complaining about the system, if that's the case, you know how you change the system? Start encouraging the children to become doctors and lawyers and metaphysicists. Let's see, let's see, and, let's see, let's see nobody, nobody wants to do that, you know. It's, and this is the thing. This is the thing I realized with conscious people, you know, over the years. Conscious people, it's easy to down the system because – you don't have to do shit after you down it. You know what I mean? No. You don't have to do nothing. Your whole life is in the system, but if you down the system, it gives you the justification to sit still and not do shit with your life. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's right. And they just blame it on white supremacy and the white man. Now, I had one dude argue with me and say, well, yeah, you know, see, but what you got to understand is, you see, we live in a, we live in a society where we need, to, we need to create the laws. I agree with that. So what's one way how we can create the laws? Other than complaining about the shit, what's one way we can create the laws and make our own laws? Start raising some of our kids to become the judges that sit on a Supreme Court. You got to get in the system to infiltrate it, to change it. You can't sit here and complain about the shit. Exactly. We're not, I mean, we're not yeah, come on, man. And that's the, and that, and I understand we're not encouraging people to go against the system because that's not, that's not what this shit is about. You know, this shit is about you taking a stance for your life and transforming yourself, you know. It has nothing to do with fighting the system because understand this, it ain't the system outside of you that's the biggest threat. It's the system that's inside of you. That's right. You know, the biggest, the, the system inside of you is really the biggest threat. You know, the system that you were given 
the day you was born, the day you was born on this planet, you know, the system that you was given, the programs, the behaviors, all these things, this whole system that you was given, that's really the problem. That's right. It's not the motherfucking white man and all this other shit. The white man is the least of your worries. <laughs> but it's become a convenient crutch to lean on. Um, so, so rather, like you say, become proactive, I'm just going to be fucking lazy and just blame all of my faults, all of my problems, all my shortcomings, all my failures. I can blame it on white supremacy and the white man. I think so, about how hey. many niggas, how many niggas we've met throughout the years that has used white supremacy as a crutch to not do nothing. And still are. <laughs> yeah. Still, and still, still not are. doing shit. You know, it's like, it? it's like what, what, when, when does it come to the point where you say, you know what, I'm going to build my own system. You know what, I'm going to use his system to my benefit. You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to learn about, I'm going to learn about real estate. You know, I'm going to start buying my land. You know, I'm going to start building shit on my land. You know, I'm going to build my, build me a little community. Right? I mean, if you were, if niggas was really serious about the shit that they talk about. And you know what? On that same note, listen to this shit. I had this conversation. I remember it so clearly, brother. It was back in 2009 when we had the uh, temple up there in yeah. uh, Lake Worth, Florida. Okay. Um, I had a brother come to me. At that time, we had an opportunity to purchase some, some property that was connected to it. And just on the same vibe that you're building on right there, here's, here's a solution. But I said, yeah, man, you know, what's what's... What's the reason why, why, why we can't come together? Why, real simple. Here, here, people want to sit here and complain. You just brought something up. Living situation, property. We got a melanated people scattered all over the country, all over the world, all over within the United States, out of the United States. Most of us are slaves to the system. We're paying mortgages. We're paying rent. Now, think about in your area alone where you claim, and I brought this up to a group at that time, maybe 20, 30 people, and we had the ability to buy some property, some housing units, and I simply said, and I put people on the fucking spot, and I don't know if he was at that meeting. I said, look, I'm going to throw this shit on the table. I'm about doing stuff and moving. I said, here, I'm going to throw this shit on the table, but I see this shit stagnated. If something's not growing, I think I I remember you having uh, talking about that. I mean, I think I remember that. There was a room of us, and I said, look, we got an opportunity to buy this property. We can flip some of it. We can rent some of it out, but we can occupy it. That would eliminate everybody paying. All the, what, what keeps people from coming together is they're, they're, a lot of them are financially just maintaining to survive. They're in constant debt. There's credit card debt. There's rent debt. There's mortgage debt. Utilities. See, you, you, know, you know what's interesting about that, and you know, I was speaking to my mate about this, is Many, I, I notice many people, you know, um, black people or melanated people will speak about not having money, but nobody does anything to make money. What I mean by that is nobody say, hey, I don't know shit about money. Nobody wants to go study economics to learn how to make money. But they exactly. would rather have a, a side hustle on the street. And I'm not knocking that, but I'm talking about learning about the economic system, learning about economic structure, learning about 
all of these things. Correct. Nobody, and nobody's we, taking the time out, you know, just from the people that I've met, you know, nobody was taking the time out to actually study economics. Everybody wanted money, but nobody wanted to do the work to get the money. And and, and that's my, that was my point at that time, because you brought up the, the, the just, just a minute ago about having your own land and building your own houses. If you control the land and the housing, that eliminates 50% of the problem. And I presented that opportunity back in 2009. And you know what? Not one motherfucker jumped on it, which told me these are the same motherfuckers talking about unity, unity and coming together. But I I learned at that moment, most motherfuckers are still slaves to themselves. They don't even realize. They they don't, they don't see, they don't, you know, it's it's okay to talk about what you want to do or what you're going to do. But when it comes to actually putting in some action behind all that talk, niggas niggas get quiet. That's 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 the whole point. So if you're you know coming, I mean, you're coming. You know, if you give niggas a blueprint where where they can free themselves, niggas are usually not going to take it because they need something to complain about, and they and they like being slaves. That's right, and they want to play Egyptian. You know, they want to play conscious. You know, they want to put on the clothing. They got the look down pack. They, you know, they, they can rehearse everything they read about Egypt. But when you say it's time to come together, unify, and actually do something, and part of the blueprint, step one, is fixing our living situation, our condition. That's step one. I've, said, I've, said, I've been saying that shit since the 80s, early 90s. And, 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 and you as well as I know, I don't be here all fucking night talking about that. There's been many. We, we offer solutions, like you say, blueprints, okay? But one thing I realized when that was put on the table, people are comfortable in their little comfort zones. See, people sit there and complain about the system, but this one's more comfortable living over there, got their little house, doing their own thing. This one's over here, that one's over there. People are comfortable with that. Well, nothing will ever change where everybody's resources are scattered. That's the problem. And and that's one of the things, and then they'll complain about, other ethnic groups like the Jews and people like that. But understand this, the Jews come together. Shit. Whether whether a Jewish guy is a Muslim, whether he's a Jew, you know, whether he believes in the Jewish religion or practices it, whether a Jewish guy is into Christianity, Catholicism, whatever it may be, the Jews make sure they come together because they don't give a fuck about the belief system it's about the survival of the next generation. That's what they're focused on. They ain't, they're not getting into these little disputes about, you know, um, what God you worship or what God you believe in. That, that's only people that do that is niggas. Niggas do dumb shit like that. Niggas focus and, 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 on little shit. You know what I mean? That's right. And you bring up a point. Not just in the Northeast. You can look at the Hasidic Jews and all throughout the boroughs of New York. They go into states and control cities. They have their own busing system, their own schooling system. Then they control the economics. They control the business. This is in all your major cities in the Northeast, even down here. In, in, in the South Florida area, from Palm Beach to Miami, they come in and they buy all the houses in neighborhoods. It's they control it's certain something. sections. Something that I notice, and and this is my theory. Something that I notice is the banks are buying up a lot of the land and the real estate all around. But my theory about it 
is I'll give it 10 to 15 years, they're going to make it when, you know, the, pretty much it's going to be where the, if you have if you have real assets like land, gold, silver, you're going to be in the money game. If you don't have any real assets like land, gold, silver, shit like that, you're going to be fucked. You know what I mean? Land right. is, you know, people may look at it as a little thing now, but land is a very important asset, and people are going to see that in these years to come. You know, why do you think these bankers are buying up all the land that they can buy? So pretty much you ain't going to have shit unless you're going through the banks. That's right. And and, and, and there's buying power in that. Let me let me give you an example. This is this true fucking story. My second oldest sister who moved out of the city and lives now in Nassau County in Long Island, West Hempstead. All right. For those that may be familiar with the Hasidic Jews, the Hasidic Jews are those, you know, motherfuckers that walk around wearing all black. They wear the top hats, got the little curls. <laughs> looking like Abraham Lincoln and shit. <laughs> yeah, looking like, looking like the uh, Cough Drop Brothers, the two Cough Drop Brothers on the fucking, you know. But anyway, <laughs> about three, four years ago, the area where my sister lives in is slowly turned. They're all trying to work their way in there. So this is a true story. A couple years ago, one of them knocked on my sister's door and made her a cash offer for her house. Say that shit again. Knocked on her door on a Saturday morning. Okay? Sunday, Saturday morning, whatever fucking day it was. And offered to buy her house. Now, I bring that up because when you got when you got buying power and movement like that, that's how they work. They come in and they take over. Because like Brother Saw said, they all don't love each other and get along like that. But they keep the money amongst themselves. And then the buying power increases. See, melanated people don't do that. You know why? Because there's still that slave mentality that's instilled in us not to trust each other. Watch You want to watch niggas get uptight? Start talking about some money. You want to be in a room of uptight Negroes? Start talking about investing some money. Everybody start getting hot in the collar. Because exactly. we've been talking not. N- niggas. niggas get real silent when you start talking about making economic moves. That's right. Niggas will tell you about metaphysics, spirituality, and all this shit all day long. But when it comes to objective, objective shit on this planet Earth, niggas are scared of objective shit now. That's, that's right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's my point. You know, and, and, and if we, I've seen, I've seen that many times. You know, um, I I give an example. You know, Bill Gates. You know, when Bill Gates first came out with the Microsoft idea. Who was the motherfuckers he went to first? He came. He went to the melanated people first with this idea. That's melanated right. people, but melanated people, because niggas are afraid to take a risk, they pushed them away. So he went to his own after that. And now the motherfuckers who went along with it, invested in his idea, look at them now. That's right. Fucking billionaires. And what did niggas have? Shit. No, nah, they just they they just that's the white man, brother. See the the, the reason why, brother, is because the white man controls everything. <laughs> and, they, and, but, and and it's funny, you know, I I can't stand the you know the kind of community in a lot of ways. It's because like niggas deny, you know, shit that you have to do on earth for yourself. You know what I mean? Like niggas get all spiritual, they get all metaphysical, they stop, they they forget about. They forget that they're still in a physical body. 
They forget yeah. about the chil- the children that they have and what the fuck are you going to pass on to your children the next year? What you going to pass on, a magic wand, nigga? That's about it. And you can't a fight a war. And you can't fight a war without money. I keep telling motherfuckers that. So the only exactly. to all you to all you revolutionary wannabe Negroes that talk <laughs> talking about you're going to rise up and do this and that, and your, <laughs> and, your, and your cashiers at McDonald's and shit. I got somebody typed in. Yo, somebody typed in earlier. This shit is fucking funny. Uh. Uh, one of the people online named Vashti typed in Nick Farrell. That shit is hilarious. I thought that shit was funny. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, to all to all to all you Mick Farrells out there, that's gonna be my that's that's my new one. I like that one. I'm about to steal that one. <laughs> For all you Mick Farrells out there, you need war to fight. You need money to fight a war. Don't sit here catering to people's emotions, telling talking about what you're gonna do, this and that, and you ain't even got. $5 in your pocket to go buy a hot sandwich, but you're talking about you going to war against the cracker and the white. Stop it, please. You're making an ass of yourself. Complete. And you, you, would, you, would think, you would think that conscious people that talk about how much they hate the system and, or not just them, the conscious people that talk about spirituality all day and how important metaphysics is, you would think that these people would focus on economics so they can have the freedom to do all the metaphysical shit that they want to do all the time. You would think they would focus on building up their salary so they can have more freedom to do shit that they like to do. Nah, bro. I would think so. Nah, I, I agree, but they don't look at it like that. Why is this important? Okay, this is important because you made a statement just a, just a minute ago. You have to also master the objective realm in order, because we remember when we did the show a little while back about do your finances affect your spirituality? And they do. Because it has a tremendous impact where you're at in your spirituality based on what you just said, brother. So time. Time is another illusion and aspect that keeps people from spiritually evolving or growing because they constantly a slave to the system and working and, and, and again, never having time to do anything to get themselves on that spiritual path. So your finances do affect and impact your spirituality. So and, you can't and, say... And, 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 th- and think about this. If you don't have enough money to feed yourself, then your need of survival of you surviving for yourself is thrown off. That way your concentration for spiritual work is also thrown off because That's right. now you're in survival mode. That's right. You're scratching up pennies, you know, to find something to eat. And, and, and what's, you know, what's so balanced about that? What's so balanced about having to scrape up pennies to find something to eat? Or, you know, worried about if you're going to get fired from a job and shit. And it also, uh, what we're talking about here, that stress level affects your magical work in the studio. It's not effective. Because remember, the intent that drives a lot of the magical workings you will do and work in these dark sciences is the mental energy that you put into it. So if you're not focused, that's why a lot of people will sit there and you could not be conscious of it, 
That's why a lot of people will sit there. I get people that, you know, yeah, man, you know, I do all these things, but I'm just not, it's not working for me. Well, that's where you really need to check what's going on internally. Deep down, subconsciously, that's, that's making that magical working ineffective. And nine out of ten times, you'll, you'll find out it's a lot of the things that we're talking about right now that's affecting it. Because you go into a working with a lot of that stuff weighing down on the subconscious mind, it makes it very ineffective. And this is what people fail to understand. And how to connect the objective realm with the subjective realm. See, a true master, he or she, knows how to connect the two and knows the purpose they serve, not taking one over the other and becoming so fucking spiritual, spaked out, spaced out, spooky, that you've neglected, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, the, the objective realm. So what were you going to say, brother? I know you were going to say something. We all know the Negroes that... You know, they just sit at they sit at home meditating all day and shit, trying to that's right. trying trying to manifest a million dollars and shit. See, <laughs> see, this the shit that we're talking about. We're talking about that type of shit. People don't understand. There's rules to this shit. There's there's laws to the objective and subjective universe. You can't. There's you know, you're not gonna man. You you as a broke ass motherfucker in the hood is not gonna manifest a million dollars out of nothing. It's just not going to happen. That's not how shit works. You know, you have to be in the realm of a million dollars to make a million dollars. You got to be in that, you got to be in that position to draw a million dollars. You're not going to draw a million dollars working at McDonald's. It's just not going to happen. That's right. And, And and, and we're, and people don't understand that. That's where that's where you get people get spooky, and and they don't have no sense of the laws of the universe and reality, you know. So they you know they go into this hope factor. I hope I hope when I meditate tomorrow, a million dollars just show up. Like motherfucker, you sound more like a Christian than a goddamn occultist or or whatever you claim to be. And one thing that's that's key, and, and I've touched on this in, in previous shows, when you start working with the different vibrational energies, the archetype energies, and you start accessing these different levels of spirituality, and you start petitioning the cosmic for what you need as opposed to what you want, that's when things manifest, but you're the one that made it manifest. See, when you start going into your magical workings, only petitioning for what you need, everything else that you may not be focusing on that you need will start to gradually fall into place. You don't have to do the work, but it will fall into place. And I've said this before, and I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for anybody else's personal experience. Once I started tapping into the higher sciences of this, by all means, no shape, form, or fashion. I'm not trying to say I'm a millionaire because I'm not. But I can tell you this. I said it before. I'm not hungry. I'm not starving. I got what I need. And I don't ever worry about not having what I need. I worry about the fact of only trying to get accomplished what I'm trying to get accomplished. I'm looking at the bigger picture now. But as far as where my next meal is coming from, the roof over my head, cars, I don't have no problem with that shit. That's mundane shit. So if you're worrying about, I don't have a nice car, I got cars. I don't care about that shit. House, got houses. I don't care about that shit. 
See, people focus on that mundane shit because they think they're going to come into these higher sciences and it's going to make them live this lavish lifestyle. See, that's the wrong reason to come into it. So exactly. I want to establish that. When you that's, come that's into a, it with a key point. Yeah. When you come into it with the mindset that you're trying to spiritually evolve and you're trying to expand your consciousness to its highest potential, everything else falls into place. See, people come in and they focus on the mundane shit. Because remember, if you evolve your consciousness to the highest potential, just think about that for a minute. If you evolve your consciousness to the highest potential, why would you need to worry about any of that other stuff? Let me say that again. If your intent, remember, it's always about the intent, especially when dealing with the higher sciences. So if your intent, you say, well, you know, tomorrow I'm going to start working candle magic and do all this spiritual stuff because I want to be rich and I want to have tons of bitches and I want to have a big ass house and, and cars. Guess, what's going, guess, guess what the universe is going to do to you? It's going to kick you right in your ass and say, you stupid idiot, you don't know how this shit works, do you? And exactly. And actually, you might draw the total opposite. That's right. And I've seen <laughs> it happen. Yeah, you you know, you're putting out certain intentions, and these intentions aren't the best thing for yourself. That's right. That's why the key in this shit is you have to know what's best for you. You have to know your needs, you know, and you have to be honest with yourself. You have to That's be right. honest with you, and this is what this shit is about. You got to be honest with yourself. I'm not going to become a millionaire working at McDonald's. It's just not going to happen. Come on, bro. You got to be real fucking listic, niggas. <laughs> Come on, man. And that, and that's key. And remember, when you when you work with the dark arts, as we said on the first couple of shows, what it does is bring about the change you need, not what you want. So I always caution people because I've watched people's lives get upside turned upside down when they first start really really working it hard, because sometimes you're not conscious of the change you need. What what do I mean by that? People confuse and lost. I watch people that started working the dark arts and their relationships, their current relationship status changed right off the bat. I've watched people, you know, lose a job right off the bat only because the, 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 the spirits directed them in a better position. So what appeared to be negative at first where they started dabbling in this and they lost the job that they were at for 10, 15 years, but then a week or two later, a better opportunity presented itself. This is how exactly. this energy works. I want, I want to be clear on that. So exactly. sometimes it, it, it's, it's a flow, you know, and once you get into your flow, you know, you're naturally attracting the shit that you need. You know, you, and one of the things that I learned from my personal experience is when you're not in the mindset of needing money, that's when you have money. That's right. When you're pretty much when you're not in the mindset of survival mode, you know, it's hard to bring a good flow into your life when you're in a mindset of survival. Where you, you know, you're scraping the last penny, you know what I mean? How can you how can you expect to have money and you don't have a money mindset? I mean That's it. Exactly. Just think, just think about that. 
You know, exactly. how can you how can you expect to have love? Why can you, how can you expect to attract love when you don't love yourself? You know. And then there's the other one. Sometimes people are with people that are very adverse to what they need, and they're just not conscious of it. And I'm glad you bring that up because see, that's another aspect that's keeping people from evolving to their potential. Because I, I get this all the time, when I, and I've mentioned this before in, in shows a while back. I get this shit all the time when I do consultations. I'm in a bad relationship, right? So I always do this purposely just to see the reaction from people. So, so that's, <laughs> if that's the case, just fucking leave. And then you can hear a pin drop because that, that's not what they want to hear. See, what people want to hear <laughs> is you go, oh, no, don't worry about it. You can work it out. It's going to be okay. No, I'll tell any female, any man that's physically abusing you, fucking leave. Period. There is no justification for that shit. Don't try to smooth it over and stop telling me shit, but I love him. That you fucking stupid. You deserve to get your ass beat. Point blank. See, people, again, that's how I use that because this is the I don't mean to cut you off, but I use that okay. because that's, that's what I mean when I say it brings about abrupt change. Because you just made a statement a minute ago, Brother Sar. How can, you, how can you command love when you don't even love yourself? You understand that? Exactly. First I mean, and it's, it's stuff. It's stuff that is simple, but it's simple yet you know missed. You know that that's a part of how magic works. You have to be what you want, or what you or what you need. You know what I mean? If you want, if you want and need love, be love. You know, love that's yourself. Right. Find out why that's you right. don't love yourself. You know, and do things to bring that energy more into you know your life, and you know to smooth things out on that level. You know, or if you say you're in dire need of finances, you want to make more money flow. Study money, study economics. I mean, <laughs> and that because you know, objective knowledge sometimes. You know, is is better than doing a fucking ritual. To be honest, you know, you, sometimes just studying economics is better than lighting a green candle for money. That's right. You know, sometimes things can be, and that's the things that people miss. Sometimes it can be so simple, but people make it so difficult. You know what I mean? You got you got to light a you got to light a green candle. You got to put the put up the money schedule. And I'm not saying that stuff don't work, but the, the the thing I'm saying is sometimes you can solve your own problems if you if you study things if you get into things you know what I mean if you want money study economics study real estate study things like that you know what I mean sometimes you don't need to do a ritual to get certain things that's right you don't that's right and that's that's again <laughs> it, it's all based on the principle of what we said along in the beginning of the show, raising yourself up to self-realization. That's when it becomes truth. If you're not, if you haven't been following since the beginning and you're confused, then that's a sign that there's a lot of things you need to go in internally and really put into perspective. Now, again, we, we take into account everybody is evolving differently. Everybody is going to perceive, you know, things differently. But you got to get to that point where you can step outside of all the bullshit 
that's keeping you confound to understanding these principles. Okay, and the only way you're going to understand that, and this is why we're talking about the dark arts the last four weeks, the dark arts will do that for you. It will abruptly bring the change that's necessary. But the caution that one must take is are you willing and are you prepared to deal with that change when it comes? Because the change comes as needed, not fire. You can't dictate the flow of it in the sense you can't pick and choose what you want. Once you open that, that's right. Once you open that door, you got to deal with it as it comes. Because what you've done is contact the higher self and the higher self connects and says, this is what needs to be done. Now, some of it, you're not going to like all of it. You, you may seem a little disturbed about some of it at first because you've been under the illusion for so many years thinking you knew what you needed and you wanted, and now all of a sudden your whole foundation is shaken and your higher self is showing you what you need. So it can become a little rattling in that sense. I don't say that shit to scare people and spook them the fuck out. But I will give you the reality on it because I've watched, I've watched it happen to people. I've watched it happen to myself. I've watched my whole entire life uh, get turned around upside down uh, in a four-year relationship. That shit went right out the window. You understand? Career situation, right out the window. You understand? Family situation changed upside down. And that comes with the territory. But when it was, after it was all shaken and put into chaos, remember, as we say with chaos, you got to have chaos first before you can have order. So what dark magic does is it puts you in that chaos state. You understand? I'm going I'm to give, give the shit to you real. I ain't going to paint no fucking fake-ass picture about this shit. It's going to put you in the perspective of that chaos first before you can have that order. And once the exactly. chaos comes, that's when you know you're on the right path. See, don't look at that shit as negative because it's not. See, people you may, get scared. You, know, you, you, you may, you know, say if you're looking for love, you know, and you're um, doing, you're petitioning your higher self to bring more love into your life, it may come, it may come as a hurricane. You know, you may get into another relationship and it fucking destroys your ass, but that, you know, being destroyed and being destroyed, you receive your true love after the storm. You know, shit happens like that. It's not all pretty. Just that—that's right. And let me let me let me give you a fucking example. I'm glad you bring that shit up. My my wife that that I'm my wife right now. True fucking story. First met her 2002. Right, we we wasn't together. Ran into her. we we kind of were acquaintances. We we would talk whatever. Now, mind you, I was with somebody, okay? Went through like three, four different women, but for some reason kept running into her periodically from 2002 to 2011 is when I officially got with her and got married in 2013. But would always visualize, and I said, this is fucking true-ass story, would always visualize, even though I was with, and I, don't, I couldn't understand at the time, why I was blocking out what I was seeing, but I, I realize it now. I'm not going to get into that. It's a whole motherfucking story. But would always visualize, knew, didn't know when, but knew that I wound up being with her and I always saw her having a child with her. But that shit happened just as I saw it. Because I was stuck in a rut 
in situations where I would I would just get into these crazy crazy ass fucking females. That's a whole other story. <laughs> and I would be I would be stuck there, but yet the spirit was trying to show something beyond that. And even though I would see that, visualize it, and experience it many numerous times over the years, until I just went with it and stopped resisting it. Because again, sometimes you can confuse the illusion of what you think you need as opposed to what is really actually needed. So I saw this. It was like a, it was weird because the best way I can describe it as a play playing out, it's like watching a movie, for lack of a better word, or, or you're sitting in the audience and watching something on stage. It's you, but you're kind of watching it. I, that's the best way I can fucking describe it. So sometimes the higher self, what I'm trying to show you, people, you can call this shit any terminology you want to you want to use it sometimes you're you're watching the shit manifest in front of you and instead of paying attention to it you can kind of get lost in it and this is what tends to happen where the higher self is communicating to you but you hear it you acknowledge it but you're not going in that direction that's why i brought up the analogy earlier where like like the situation where you have women that are in bad relationships with a man that are verbally and physically abusive. They already know this shit. But yet mm-hmm. yeah, and they want to come and well and, and and they're saying to themselves, how can they fix it? But they they know deep down inside it can't be fixed. The only way to fix it is leave that motherfucker alone. Point blank. There's they'll no sit, there's no they'll excuse. Sit, they'll sit there you know, they'll sit there for months to years, you know, being abused, but, you know, instead of just, you know, getting up and moving on when they know they should. That's correct. And I'm just using that one scenario. I mean, we can use a, we can use a multitude of scenarios, but, you know, that right there, and me, like I said, I, I was raised around women, okay? I got three sisters, no brothers was raised by women. So I have a different respect for women. I don't say that bullshit like these conscious cones just <laughs> sound like the black woman. The no, goddess, I'm telling you. The goddess, the goddess, brother. Yeah, the goddess, brother. My mother. I, I try to, I look at it from my, 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 my genetic DNA mother who has passed on. I look at it for, I filter the feminine energy down from her. So I respect it on that level. So anytime I deal with that principle, I would look at it in the perspective of how would I address that if it was my own DNA mother. So that's why I ain't got no tolerance for Negroes that put their hands and beat women. That's some punk-ass sorry shit. Most of those Negroes need to get their ass kicked. And that's the only... And, that's and, just it is, and it is a lot of pussies out there that do that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, that's because they, they, they got issues and insecurity issues with themselves. So they punk asses try to lash out at females because it makes them feel like a fucking man. Get get exactly. that same but, punk but, bitch. Get that same punk bitch in a room alone with another dude and watch the bitch come out of it. Straight up. I've seen <laughs> it before. I've seen it before. Exactly. He'll, it before. He'll, act all, he'll act all tough with the females, you know, because, you know, for the most part, you know, many females are not built like men, you know, Pretty much, females are not built like men. You know, men were built to be stronger, bigger, things like that. It's for a reason. But and and, and those abusing motherfuckers, you know, they they know shit like that. 
So they'll they'll do shit like that. But like you said, when it comes around being a real being around a real man, that motherfucker pussy you up in a second. Well, let's listen. But but here's another thing. Think think about this for a second. And I'm gonna tell you this, and I've seen this flip side too. How do you really know you can beat your woman's ass? Think about this shit for a quick second. Hmm. Most dudes, most dudes are under the assumption that they could physically overtake their female. I've seen I've seen the flip side of that shit too. I've watched a female whoop a dude's ass. Okay, so let's let's throw that That's out true. there. Most people because mainstream society dictates, like you just said, for the most part, you're right. On average the male would play physically that more dominating role. But I've why I've seen some chicks I'm not talking about butch chicks. I'm not talking about, you know, chicks that want to be dudes. I've, I've seen some feminine females. Regular women. I watched a female bust a dude in the shit, pop him in the nose. I've watched a dude get knocked out by a female. So let's not, <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not assume, because most men assume they can whoop their did, woman's ass. Did you laugh, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, listen, man. Listen, I can tell you some crazy fucking stories, man. Crazy shit. But let's not let's not be under that illusion. Don't underestimate your female because sometimes all it takes is to push the right buttons because everybody's got a cutoff. Everybody's got a limit. Everybody can only take so much. And sometimes when when an individual's emotions or at its height, super feats of strength tend to kick in. <laughs> That's the best way I can strap. So, so let's let's not let's not be under that illusion. Um, yeah, but anyway, I mean, yeah, I've seen that myself too. A couple <laughs> of times, I've seen some dudes get their ass whooped by women. You know, That's right. <laughs> I mean, literally, literally, drug. You know what I mean? Like and and, and this dude and this dude he's the loud mouth tough guy and he gets his ass drug <laughs> drugged by a woman. I mean, it this shit happens, you know. That's right. Yeah. So so again, this is this is the reality of it. When when you deal with these darker sciences, man, the change can be very sudden. It can be abrupt. So we're gonna go to the phone. I know we were supposed to do that a while ago, but uh, again, I, I tell people. And we said this in the first show we did. Um, make sure if you start really working these, these sciences that you're 100% certain and there's no doubt in the back of your mind whatsoever, um, you'll be okay. But if you are doing this shit and you're curious and you want to see what's going to happen, you're going to get fucked up. I'm not even going to cover it up. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. When you just when you take them entirely, oh, I'm just gonna check it out and see what it's about. That's not how this shit works. <laughs> That's not how it works. I just want to be crystal clear on that. It's not it's not a, a, a you know a, a, a fad or something to fuck with just to see what's gonna happen. Um, this is something you got to be committed to. Number one, and on the flip note, having taken all that aspect out of it, the warnings and the heating. The beautiful thing is when you, and let's, let's talk about the positives real quick. When you really commit yourself to it and work it, there's nothing the motherfucker can do, say, 
You're not affected by all the mundane shit of the world in the sense, not that it doesn't exist, but you're able to balance it out now. It doesn't affect you to the point like it affects everybody else in the world. Shit that used to piss you off don't piss you off no more. Your patience level increases to a point I can't even put it. And I was one of the most impatient motherfuckers in the world. I had no patience for anything. And one of the biggest schools that I mastered and learned from this, and I used to hear this in, in many other organizations that I belonged to in the past, but they never really broke it down, but I learned it myself, is the hardest method, system to master is patience. It's the hardest fucking school that you ever, ever in your life have to master. And I'm talking about patience with other ignorant-ass motherfuckers. That's where I had no patience. Exactly. You understand? So all of this stuff, the beauty of it is, these are all principles where you start mastering the self. Patience, tolerance, money, mundane shit, physical shit is not at the top of your list no more because when you're focused on evolving the higher self, those things start to present themselves to you, not in a spooky-ass way. The, the opportunities are there. You still have to do the work. Let's not, let's not shit yourself. You know, the opportunity will be there. You just need to kick the motherfucking door down and do the goddamn work. So you're going you're gonna to find out the universe now opens itself to you. That's what we mean when we use the term you petition the cosmic. And once the cosmic deems that, persist, that petition receptive, these energies open up to you. Now the thing is you just got to learn how to work with them. I mean, you just, I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost missed this show. This is true. Tonight I almost missed this fucking show because I sat down on the couch. I started to think about some shit. I started to think about it so hard where I became so sleepy where the spirit told me to lay down. I sat down and laid down. This was about 8.20, 8.25. I was keeping track of the time. But there's something I needed some clarity on, some, something, something I'm getting ready to do, which I ain't going to talk about, and it's irrelevant. So as I started to focus intently on it, the energy that started, that started to overcome me was so strong, I just had to lay down. I became so sleep. It took me into such a heavy sleep. I sat and laid down. That was about 8.25. Now, I knew in the back of my mind I had to be ready to do the show at 9 o'clock. Now, that's sitting in the back of my mind. To show you how you can work with both realms. Now, mind you, while this is all going on, I'm conscious of the show in the back of my mind. But now I'm laying flat on my back and I see myself. I actually, it's the heaviest feeling in the world. Because when I woke up, I felt like a ton of, like, a, like somebody just dropped a ton of bricks on my chest. I woke up. <laughs> I saw myself laying on the couch. I woke up at 8.56. 8.56, literally snapped right out of that, went to the bathroom, washed my face, took a, took a swig of water, got on here about 8.59. What I'm trying to tell you is, like, I didn't expect to get pulled by that, but because I was so focused on dealing with something, that's when you participate. Bam, took me right there, got me, got me what I needed to assist me of what I'm trying to do, snapped me right back out of it because that's what was needed. And I felt like I was laying down on this couch for about six, seven hours, and it turns out I was laying on this couch for about 20 to 25 fucking minutes. Because now you're breaking, you're, now you're breaking, time doesn't exist when you start tapping into that shit. What, you know, minutes, seconds, hours, days, that shit is irrelevant. It's not even calculated. Once you start tapping into those frequencies, that shit is, all that shit, 
you're not subjected to any of that shit no more. Once you're able to work with it. Doesn't mean you're not still here in the objective realm, because you are. Because you're going to eat a meal, motherfucker. You're going to get up. You're going to go to the store. <laughs> that's all objective shit. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying is, once you're able to what you said earlier, Brother Saar, which is so fucking important that people don't pay attention to, learning how to work with both. Learning how to work on the objective realm and the subjective realm, because you hear. You know, if you get and, you get one of, one of the, and then one of the most important things in that that I found with that is learning how to relax. You know, many people don't know how to relax, which is why, you know, some people don't. You know, they have a hard time. It's like they have a hard time meditating and things like that because they don't know how to relax their body. You know, that's right. They're always tense. They're always you know, they always feel like they're on the move, you know what I mean? You know, you know, and you know when you start, you, your body start getting relaxed, your eyes start getting a little heavy. That's you right. Know, your, your body feeling more heavy and your consciousness feeling more, you know, refined and focused. And that's when you know you start, that's when you know that there's a doorway opening up for you to go into the zone. Man. You, you hit it on the head. Like I say, before that happened earlier, it's, man, I was man, I was up, vibrant. I was, I was playing with my um, two-year-old son. You know, the, then all of a sudden, man, just went into this, I mean, just hold all the energy right at me because it said, look, right, you want to know something, motherfucker? Okay, here you go. Suck from right what I was doing at that moment, sucked me right out of it. I mean, the impact, like I said, I can only describe it in words. It was, feeling it is, is, is something entirely different. But anyway, the, the point being is the change comes abruptly. That's the message. The change comes abruptly. And the key is being prepared to deal with the change when it comes. All right. I think having said that, before it gets too late, I don't want to be on super, super late. Let's see if we can take some phone calls, some questions. Uh, again, if you're online, I see some people have typed in some questions and some comments. We'll We'll uh, go back and read some of some interesting comments. A lot of comments, not really too many questions. Uh, I'll go back and read some of that. I won't be able to get to all of it. I'll kind of scan through it, and uh, we'll go through some of that. But, again, if you have any uh, newer questions you want to type in, you can go ahead and start doing that right now. Uh, we'll rotate back and forth from online to the phone. And, again, I want to acknowledge, because uh, obviously you can't see them here in the room, uh, a lot of our international uh, listeners that, that get the feed via Facebook and Twitter. Uh, definitely want to thank, and I do this, I haven't done it in a few weeks. I try to do this. Even though we can't see their presence, uh, I see it in the statistics when I look at the feed and the streaming, and then I, I get the statistics the next day. Um, for all the international listeners, I just want to, if I miss your country, I apologize. I may not uh, remember all. Uh, the Caribbean, uh, St. Vincent, St. Croix, St. Thomas, St. John, Barbados, Jamaica, Trinidad, uh, Grenada. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, can't make that one out. Uh, also overseas, uh, France, Europe, uh, Portugal, Philippines, um, and Australia. I can't forget uh, Australia. I don't think my boy Jagger's. We got Jagger Sue is in here tonight. And we got a couple of listeners that tune in regularly from Australia. Uh, Brazil, we got some regular listeners from uh, Brazil. Definitely want to acknowledge them. 
Puerto Rico. Definitely shout out to Puerto Rico, uh, even though that's technically the United States. But some people forget that shit. So St. Croix and the Virgin Islands. Um, definitely want to acknowledge all those areas. Uh, England. Um, what else we got here? Can't make that one out either. I wrote some of these down. But anyway, if I missed your country, uh, we want to acknowledge all the international listeners because uh, it's not to downplay the listeners in the United States. So that we definitely appreciate all y'all from coast to coast. But it's a beautiful thing when we can get this information out on an international level. Just think, we got motherfuckers in those countries talking about this shit. Um, that to me is huge because that's going to bring about a lot of change in the mindset of individuals. So if we can get individuals vibrating yeah, yeah. on that mindset, you know what I mean? That's, and that's very, why we call a, it. That's very interesting, you know? That's right. Uh, hold on. He typed in Jagasu. I'm sorry. Uh, if I'm saying it right, sorry name. S-U-R-I-N-A-M-E. Uh, again, we want to acknowledge all these countries. We appreciate you guys listening in regularly. I know, unfortunately, you can't get on the phone because of the way the system is set up. You're not able to get on the phone, and and a lot of these can just connect via the Internet and get the live feed. Um, But one thing I just got word of, and that might change because uh, TalkShoe was just actually acquired by, I just got the email yesterday by some, uh, uh, I forgot the dude's name, who owns a big company, and he plans on making, uh, a lot more enhancements. So I'm gonna go over that with some of the listeners. I forgot to pull up that email. They're gonna they're gonna try to connect it more on an international level from what I got in the email. Um, so hopefully that aspect will change. And like I said, uh, um, for all the international listeners, if you're listening, hit me up on the email. I'd be more than willing for the international listeners to do a either through emo IMO the app emo or Skype to do to do a class just for those people that don't get the ability to ask the questions in the forum um, because I want to do that to connect with the, the international listeners. And I'd be willing to do that shit and not charge nobody for it, but just to, to, to connect with some of the international people, and that can definitely be done through, through Skype or through the app Emo um, because I do some of, the, some of the consultations I do with people from out of state or from different parts of the country. I do through the emo app where it's face to face and it's a, it's a powerful tool to use some of this technology because you can connect to people all over the place. So you can hit us up on this email here for the radio show, khnum19 at gmail.com, khnum19 at gmail.com. And uh, we can set that up. We did it for some people in the Caribbean already. Uh, We've had one I've done, um, but want to connect with everybody and we can get all the brothers, uh, you know, to come on that when we do that. So definitely want to throw that out there. All right. Anyway, um, let's go. Techno- technology is the white man. Thing. Yeah, that's the white man's. Yeah, that's the white man stuff. That's right. I forgot. Technology is evil. You're the same niggas saying the white man's the devil, but they're using YouTube every fucking day. But they're telling you the white man's <laughs> the devil. Meanwhile, YouTube is controlled by the white man, but they're on YouTube telling you the white man's the devil. Get the fuck out of here. Then, 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 they'll, then they'll call it YouTube, and, and they'll still use that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that just shows you their fucked up mindset. Anyway, let's go to the phones. Uh, first call I got in the queue. Let's see what we got here. Uh, we got, if I'm saying it right, Baffolini, you're on the call. Do you got a question or a comment? 
anybody there? Baffalini. Am I saying that right? B A F A L I N I. You're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment? I hear some feedback. I don't know if it's a bad connection. I'll try to come back. Uh, I'll try one more time. Baffalini, can you hear me? All right, we'll go to the next call. Again, if your phone is if your phone is muted, that might have just been a bad connection. I can hear some feedback. Uh, but if your phone is muted again, I, I, I know I have to mention that every week. Make sure it's unmuted because we, we ain't going to be able to hear you. Um, let's go to the next caller. Uh, I got a call on the line from – I have several callers from California. So it just says California. So one of you speak up. You should be able to be heard. So we got a caller on the line from California. You got a question or a comment? Hello. Right yes, go ahead, sis. We got you. Okay, um, I'm enjoying the show tonight. Thank you so much for the knowledge. No problem. And my question is, I really resonate with the dark arts. So Good. dark cultism is my truth. I've been through many practices, and Good. this right here is, 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 is the pinnacle of everything. But my question is, I understand that this is the left-hand path. How do you find a balance? walk in the left-hand path because it's very self-obsessed, you know, and you can really get tied up in that ego. So in striking mm -hmm. a balance and trying to, you know, tote that middle way, which is the, right. the truth, how do you do that as a darker cultist? Right. Now, that's a good point. Now, again, you do have different left-hand paths, as some people will term it, in the darker cults. Like, for an example, um, the Church of Satan or Satanism, even though that's more European-based, uh, that more or less deals with what you just said, self-indulgencies, ego-driven, ego-based, and it's more, it focuses more on the physical aspect, the physical desires, self, things of that nature. There's spirituality to it, but you're right. That's an excellent question. Now, I, I, this, I can only, again, speak, and I'm sure Brother Saul can probably add something to his experience. I can only speak on, on my experience. Um, right. first, first, we have to get away from the illusion that all of the dark arts, and I know you're not coming just from that perspective, but mm -hmm. un unfortunately some people think that that's all it's based on is just ego-driven and it's just about deifying itself. Um, mm -hmm. that's, you have the balance that you find about it is by removing a lot of those concepts that we talked about earlier. Um, when we were talking about demystifying the God concept. Now, it doesn't mean in the sense when you demystify that concept, and the reason why I have brought that up earlier is that will kind of put the ego in check because when you demystify the God concept to show that there is a mortal aspect of it where there is human error involved in it, that can affect you. It kind of puts that ego in check a little bit. So you can't be a dark occultist and think that you're not subjected to the human elements, human problems, and I think one thing that I gain a balance from is I don't come into it thinking that I'm infallible and nothing can happen to me and I won't make no mistakes and I won't encounter any problems. Now, a lot of darker cultists don't do that because they think every magical working or ritual is going to fix everything. But that's why I always focus on the abrupt change. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Go ahead. You, oh, you asked, you asked me that I want to say anything? Yeah, I thought you were going to say something, brother. No, okay. Well, no, um, I, well, I wanted to add on, but I was letting you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you understand that, sister, but that's the way I would keep that balance. Because if you don't, 
like you said, then it becomes ego-driven. And you can, just like anybody can in anything, it's just like you get somebody sanctified up in the church. They start thinking they're so holy, like that they're better than everybody and that they're more connected to God and the Spirit. And because they're more involved, per se, in the church, or they've taken on the persona that they are holy and they're better than everybody else, it can happen mm-hmm. even on the, even in the light side. But go ahead. I mean, I don't know if that helps you, but that's oh, kind yeah. of the yeah, that's the way I pro. If you don't mind me asking, you don't have to get into long, drawn out in detail. Um, if you could just briefly, like, what what kind of uh, practices have you experienced over the years? Just a couple quick. Again, I'm not asking you to give a long. Oh no, I, well, you know, I was raised in Christianity, and mm-hmm. then I kind of delved in after that to the more science temple, and mm-hmm. then after that, I kind of delved into. Um, Buddhism, Nietzschean Buddhism, which is okay. where I'm kind of coming from right now, trying to de deprogram myself from that, thinking that we are all universal, <laughs> one, you know, <laughs> but I don't want to get too extreme into that ego either. You know, I'm really into right. that balance path. Right. So, right. You know. Okay. No, no, that's good. But see, that's a good thing. Um, but again, the very fact that you, you're reckoning it, and I, I wanted you to share that so the listeners can hear. And as you just briefly went through, uh, you know, you see a steady progression of evolving. And, and mm-hmm. see, that's the beauty of it. And, I, and I, that's why I wanted you to say that, because it seems like, you're, you know, when you're constantly searching and evolving and changing, that's where the growth starts to, you know, come in. But again, with, with the Buddhist thing, and it, it, it's not wrong. I want to explain this the right way so this doesn't get twisted. It's 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 not wrong to understand those concepts, the connectiveness of of one. But in that connectiveness, you, when you start working the dark arts, there is a separation. And once you understand the place of the separation with with that universal connection, then it becomes even a more powerful thing. Hmm. So that's where you'll start to learn because. The reason why we keep changing and gravitating, like we, we all go through these, these, these points in our life where we, we, like you say, at one point it was more science temple than it went to this, because the soul keeps saying, all right, I got that, I grasped it, but there's something more that I need. So you go to something else, you get out of it what you can, and then something kicks in and says, I need to experience this. Well, that, what we call the soul or, or the divine consciousness is, is constantly expanding and reaching out. That's the divinity in you. That's where the separation comes. Even yeah. though it's, it, it creates the illusion it's separated, I mean, it, it, it's creating that illusion. It's still connected. But I, that's what I'm saying. What I, was, I don't know if you were listening in the very beginning of the show. People have a hard time, and I'm not saying you, but people have a hard time grasping uh, all is mental, mental is all. Because sometimes these illusions that are created that appear to be outside of ourselves, it's, it's really an essence that's not. It's just creating that illusion. But brother, sorry, you want to go ahead and add on to that? Yeah, um, pretty much. You know, from my experience and understanding, is you can't. The only, you know, what you know. Question is, what is the ego? Because that that will be the first question. Hmm. What is the ego? Because when you when you're in the con- so-called conscious community, many people when they speak about the ego, they speak about it in a you could say a devil type sense, like you know, in a devil versus God type sense. You know, what I mean? mm-hmm. you know where um, the ego is the devil, and 
the oneness with the universe is God and, you know, but you got to get down to it. What is the ego? The ego is just the conscious mind. That's mm, all that's that right. is. There's nothing you need, deep about it. That's right. right? And you, I'm sorry. And you need the e, The ego is what keeps you alive. See, people confuse ego and egocentric. That's two different things. Mm. Egocentric is all those pompous jackass things when you start thinking you're better than everybody. Or, you know, you like, like, like you were saying, sister, in the beginning of your question, where you get involved in certain arts that can become ego-driven, that would be egocentric, where you're catering to the ego. But your ego is what keeps you alive. Your ego develops your personality. The good aspect of your ego, and I'm glad you bring that up, Brother Sark, because most people present the ego as something negative. But the ego is what shapes your opinions, what gives you your thoughts, what, again, which gives you your personality, you. your characteristics. Your individual expression. That's right. Without without an ego, you you couldn't function. Not wow. here, because this is an objective reality. The ego is for the objective reality, and right. that's what many conscious people get confused when they speak about the ego. You know, and the ego, like I said, creates the individual. You have to, and, and the key is you have to develop yourself as an individual to really experience the cosmic. This is something mm-hmm. that that that's pretty much not understood when conscious people speak about the ego or the and being an individual. You need to be an individual the, to be pretty much to be. You have to be an individual to be able to function in this reality. If you're always doing what other people want you to do, if you're always in group mentality, you know, that type of shit, you know, you you, you will never know who you are. You're ne- you, you, ever, you ever seen that type of person that's easily influenced? Like <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they standing in a group. They standing, mm-hmm. they standing in a group of people and they're talking about something and they have an opinion at first. But as soon as they hear everybody else opinion, they change their they shit. They get quiet. That's right. Right. A follower. <laughs> those you know are people, those. I'm sorry, brother. So on that individuality thing, I mean, I always liken it to this. You got an engine in a car. You got On that engine, you got spark plugs. You got pistons. You got your, your, your belt. Now, the engine functions as, it functions as a whole. But individually, you need all of those pieces for that engine to work, even though there's individual aspects to that, but it all functions as one. And this is what I keep trying to tell people. That's how we got to look at ourselves in relationship to the universe and our place in it. So like you said, you do need that. You, you have to be an individual that can work collectively, but know when to step outside of that because, like you said, then you become a damn follower and you get influenced by people, and you don't have an opinion, and that's the lack of the throat chakra not vibrating. As, again, as we talk about, lack of expression is lack of development of your throat chakra because now you gotta, you got to factor all that shit in because the chakras are going to play a key element in that. The development of it is the individuality and the expression. And, that, and, that, and that's the key in the ego. The ego has been demonized. But, and the occult, like you said, in the occult, you got to understand, the occult is a religion today. The occult is not what it originally was. That's right. Now it, now it's a religion where you have to wear a certain symbol. You got to talk about darkness, and you got to do this, and you got to do that, you know, and you, 
you got to walk around and be a you know a, a quote unquote ego maniac. It's another religion, but it's true. When you get into the real essence of what the occult is talking about, as far as embracing your ego and things like that, is you know developing yourself as an individual. It has nothing to understand. A per, arrogance, arrogance comes from delusion. Most people who are arrogant are delusional about something about themselves. That's right. It's it's a form of delusion. You know, you believe something about yourself that's not really true, and it makes you feel good. Mm. That's 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 where arrogant people come in. They're they're that's more right. they're more living in a kind of fantasy world, if you want to say that. Right. But understand. Yeah, when you come into this dark occult shit or whatever, you practicing your own occult path. Understand, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the ego. Understand, the ego is just the conscious mind. I mean, oh. that's it's that simple. I mean, and people who are quote unquote egocentric are just people who are so tied into their conscious mind or their or their objective life that they have no connection to their true selves. The unconscious. Right. There you go. So right. I mean, that that would be the best way. I mean, I could we we could point you in the direction. That's an excellent question. Thank you so much. That up. No problem. We definitely appreciate you listening. We, and just so we know for the listeners, because we get a lot of calls from California. What part of uh, California are you calling from? I'm in Long Beach, California, but I actually live in Northport, Florida. I'm just visiting my relatives. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. 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 We appreciate you listening, though. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Good night. All right. So let's uh, let's go online and then we'll go back to the phones. Hold on. Stop. There we go. And again, that was a that was a a really good question because <laughs> it definitely was. And, I mean, and I think when people get confused, and not not that sister because obviously she's on that path and still traveling that path um, to, to clear up the misconceptions on ego. That was, that was, that was, I'm glad that we did that because people don't understand that. All right. Some, some stuff that was typed in earlier. Let's go. I'm going to scroll up again. I'm not going to be able to get to this and shout out to uh boy C Wilkerson 50, who's always uh, in here listening and giving us feedback. And uh, I'm going to read a couple. Uh, I don't know if he's still in here. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm going to some stuff that he had typed in earlier. Um, these these are more so comments uh, than questions. So, uh, he typed in earlier, I felt like that for years until I realized it's just energy and concepts when we were talking about the deities earlier. That made me want to know more and gain more knowledge. Once I went, once I went from within and realized that it's just energies and powerful concepts to help us, there's no secret ingredients. It's just you. And continues on and says, I'm starting to free my mind and go deep into my spiritual journey and move deep into my subconscious and dark side to evolve. Okay, that's key. And definitely appreciate those comments. Uh, something, again, that Nikija had typed in earlier. Uh, she was talking about when we were talking about punk-ass men beating on women. Um, she uh, shared a brief experience that she had to cut one loose for that and power to you for doing that shit. And any female listening that's got a verbally or physically or verbally abusive man. Uh, get, get, away out of there. get out of there. There's no, 
there's no justification for it. There's no staying with it because you got kids. Uh, I've heard of all. I've heard every excuse why to stay and not one reason to leave. Uh, it's just it's not productive. It's not healthy. If there's children involved, especially, it's definitely not healthy. Kids also, see that shit. And also, if you if you're going through that, and you have and you know any men, I mean, let them know what you're going through. Let them know, so you can you can be protected. That's and, right. You know, there are men that can protect you as well. You know, from that yeah. situation, if you feel like it's like it's too out of hand and you may not want to go, if you don't want to go to the authorities, you can you can find a man that you trust to tell them about it, you know, let them know the situation, and they can do their best to help you and protect you from continuously going through that cycle. Because that's another thing is some women that do go through these abusive relationships like that, they don't feel safe, they don't feel protected, and they don't feel like there's no men around that they can really talk to that will help protect them. Yeah, that's true. And, again, there's no justification for that, period. Uh, No justification in my mind, and I I can't see anybody uh, justifying that shit. I mean, that's shit. We got a different way of doing things where I'm from. If we found out about shit about that, uh, well, I don't even talk about that shit on the air, but it's his ways. (laughs) But the whole point being is there's no justification for that um, on any level. All right, so let's go back to the phones, uh, and then I'll flip back. Uh, uh, to online. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let me flip back here. All right, we got a caller from. Hold on, I'm working this tablet, man. Be per patient with me. It's convenient because I could just sit here with this thing and move around. But hold on. All right, we got a caller on the line from. It just says Southeast Florida, Monroe County. You're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment? Anybody there from Southeast Florida, Monroe County? I hear talking and feedback in the background. All right, let's get that call. All right. They may not realize that I plugged them in. All right, let's go to, and we got a lot of calls on the line from California. This one says, uh, let's see, Northwest California. You're on the call. You got a question or a comment? Northwest California. Anybody there from Northwest California? You're on the call. Question or comment? All right, going once, going twice, Northwest California. All right, their phone might be muted and they don't realize it. All right, flip back to our line and we'll go back to the phones. Uh, Some other comments. Uh, Let me scroll up here. Oh, I'm sorry, Jagasu, the email again, my bad. I didn't see that. I just thought you typed that in earlier. Uh, the email that I had thrown out there earlier to contact as far as setting up that uh, international class was K. I'll say it slow just so there's no uh, bad feed. K as in Ken, H as in Harry, N as in Nancy, U as in Unicorn, M as in Michael, the number 19, at gmail.com, like the deity Kanum. So Kanum19 at gmail.com. Uh, definitely send an email, and uh, like I say, we'll set that up and take into account. You know, the challenging part to that is uh, time zones. So we would have to find an appropriate 
time zone here in the United States and overseas because obviously there's uh you know several hours difference, but we can we can make that work. That's that's irrelevant. We we make that work. So definitely uh that's the email that you want to send it to, and uh, we can work with that. All right, let's see. Let me scroll up here. See what else we got. Uh, let's see if I missed anything here. Uh, I don't really see much. It just seems like those. Uh, there. All right, let's go back to the. Oh wait, no. Let me let me see up here. Hold on. Let's sure, not. It just looks like uh, there's some other stuff here I missed here. Oh yeah, this was um something also too earlier that uh, Sister Nikidra had typed in when we were talking about uh, tarot cards. When we were talking about systems of deviation. And how to choose your system. And the best advice I give people to that when you're working uh, some of these dark occult practices, uh, I found, again, I can only speak what worked for me. Everybody resonates a little bit differently, whether it's tarot cards, reading runes, uh, whether it's crystal ball gazing. Uh, there's many systems of deviation that one can use. Um, I just found that whatever got my energy and attention and I, I just naturally vibrated towards it. I worked with that. That's the best way I can explain it. I didn't really necessary per se, like try to seek out which one was better. My spirit kind of just said this particular tarot card deck. This, like I, I have three that I work with. I have one that's an Egyptian tarot card deck, one that's, uh, more metaphysical, doesn't deal with any specific culture or dogma. I have a rune one that I work that deals specifically with animal spirits, and then I work one with the Orisha spirits of West Africa. So there's actually four different decks that I'll kind of gravitate to, and I'll use them for not just reading purposes, but the archetype energies that the cards actually carry. They can be used as meditational focus points. Uh, so when working with systems of deviation tools, specific tools, uh, I would just go with your instinct. I would just go with what your spirit vibrates with um, because obviously it's vibrating with that for a reason because you're making some type of connection with it. So you need to explore the connection a little bit further. And I'll use one just depending on the mood that I'm in. And if I'm actually using one to do a reading for somebody else, the spirit will usually just dictate which one to use. I don't really plan this shit. And part of the fact of being, and I consider myself, some of the dark magic, uh, working with the chaos type of magic, the beauty of that is sometimes the most powerful chaos magic is just what it is. You don't plan it. It just happens naturally. So the best thing I could say would just be focus your personal energy and just listen to your higher self. And you might be in a store and just, a, 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 for an example, a tarot deck catches your attention. You might be online, you know, whatever something's going to, you're going to vibrate toads and resonate toads, and you're doing that for a reason because that's the higher self speaking out, saying this is, you're going to be able to get something out of this. Um, so don't, I wouldn't let somebody choose it for you. I would let you choose it for yourself because that makes the divination tool more powerful. Uh, don't do it systematically because you have your standard tarot deck where they have a systematic way of doing spreads, doing readings, and how to interpret I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend just getting the basics of it, and you'll find out as you start working it for yourself or if you work it for other people, you'll find out when you start putting your own 
uh, personal aspect flavor to it, you're going to see it's going to develop and become more powerful. And it's just a tool or medium to communicate with the higher self. Um, it just enhances what's already there. It's not, again, mandatory. I just brought it up because it is a part of the so-called dark arts, uh, the higher sciences. Now, uh, one thing I know is very effective for me because it's just something that's deep in my nature and my spirit, and I work it on a multitude of levels, and I've mentioned it before in the past. Uh, hold on, man. We got brother, sir. Hold on. Yeah, I'm muted, brother. Did you? Must you must have got connected and called back in. Hold on. Hold on a second. Brother Saw, can you hear me? Yeah. Did you get disconnected and call back? Yeah, I got I got disconnected. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I, I just looked at the board and I saw you muted. I was like, how the hell did that happen? I didn't do that. Um, but yeah, last thing I wanted to say before we go to a, uh, I don't know if you're one aspect that works very effective for me, and it just works for me. It may not work for everybody else. Uh, it's just something that I I know is in my nature and DNA because I know in past lives I was a sorcerer and worked dark magic. Candle magic is the most powerful thing for me. It's just. It's effective for me. It may not be as effective for the next person, but I work it on a whole different level, especially when dealing with the colors and the vibrations and, you know, the, the positioning of the planets, which is very important to being a magician slash sorcerer. Got to really understand astrology to the sense of how it works with the vibrational energies of your being and your spirit. And it's conjunction with the moon, the planetary hours with the different planets. Uh, but then again, that works for me. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote it because if I start saying you need to do this, this particular candle magic ritual would, at this time, at this moment, now I'm creating religious shit. That's religion. So I don't do it, and I wouldn't do it in that sense. But I know personally for me, as a dark magician, candle magic is probably the most powerful aspect where I can work certain elements uh, on any level. That works for me. So... Again, I would find your own particular path. I know some people uh, that can tap in a higher vibrational energy by just meditating on symbols on tarot cards. Now, I, I do that occasionally. It's not my forte, but occasionally I will meditate on, excuse me, on some of those symbols. But you got to find your own path. So that would be my recommendation. Not to change the subject real quick. You remember the yeah. show? Uh, you remember the show? What's happening? You remember the show, What's Happening? You remember that show? Yeah, I remember that. So they had they had a marathon on. They showed they showing like um, they showing like people that used to be on the show, like a uh, unsung. Oh. Man, have you seen the chick that played D? No, I haven't seen her. Not lately. Man, go. Man, I need to get distracted. Go look it up, man. That chick is fine. <laughs> that chick is fine as hell, man. You gotta see how she looks now. Anyway, I got sidetracked. See, see, that's that's what that's what sexuality will do with you, brother. <laughs> it, 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 it'll just take you from that to that, the man, man. But anyway, what are you gonna say? That's evil, brother. Whatever you call it, evil, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> see, and if if meditating on some rocks, if that helps you get in the zone, do that shit. I mean, that's right. We and we, that's we, a, pick, we we pick fun at that shit because that shit is funny to us, but you know. <laughs> Maybe that's for somebody, you know. Maybe somebody needs to go out to the fucking lake and meditate on some rocks and shit, you know. Right. 
they getting the, they getting the, their spiritual zone. That's right. Again, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but the beauty of that is you're creating your own path, and that's the key. Did we lose you, brother? You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I thought we lost you. I heard I heard some feedback. All right, so let's go. Mhm. No, I was saying, but yeah, that's a, yeah, that's the key, though. And, that's right. Um, living your own path, doing your own thing, and um, understanding how your mind works, how how you can work with your own mind. You know, because like like you said before, you know, I can't just I can't walk up to somebody and give them you know, a meditation ritual with candle magic or whatever, you know, because it may not work for them or it may That's not right. be for them, you know. That's right. You know, you got to find your own niche. That's right. And um, that's why, you know, and <clears throat> I, I never understood why, you know, some people could, you know, sell rituals and shit like that because, um, <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense to me that, you know, it's not going to work for everybody. That's right. So, like, why sell, why sell rituals and shit like that, you know? If, if you don't understand every, everybody that's buying from you, you don't understand their mindset, you don't understand their personal work that they need to do, why sell shit like that? Huh? That's true. That's always, that's always been my question. That's right. Well, but that's why when you're not when you're not creating your own path, you can become, you know, sub, you know, susceptible to that type of stuff, and that's why we've always said on the show, you know, just use those things as a guideline and a criteria to create your own method. Um, and I noticed one thing in books, uh, and again, one book I always recommend highly for candle magic is is uh, by Charmaine Day. Uh, oh, that's a good, good book. I have that one. It's an excellent book because through the whole course of the book, she will stress that you know you don't need to do it exactly like this. Uh, and the more powerful methods are the methods that you create uh, on your own. It's called The Magic Candle by Charmaine Day, and I always recommend that book for people that might be interested in working some candle magic because it's a it's a very easy book to follow. Uh, and it's a good guideline to give you an idea of how to create your rituals, uh, you know, how to work your altar and things of that nature. Uh, also, I would definitely you know, people, recommend that. You know, people go into a magical mode all the time. They just never realize it. i give it a simple example. When you're listening to music that moves you or music that you really like, and you'll listen to that shit over and over again. You ever wonder why you listen to that shit over and over again? <laughs> and, and because that shit flows with you, flows with your spirit, and you're connecting it to the, your subconscious mind. And that's correct. And that's that's an important. And, and sound, vibration, music, tones uh, is, is super powerful. Uh, and, and something... Remember, and, Oh, I just want to add this. And something that I know is it happens in the conscious community is that when people recommend music, they always recommend some type of Tibetan meditation music. That may not necessarily work for you. 
Maybe right. listen, maybe listening to fucking Luther Vandross is going to get you in a magical mindset because that's the shit that you connect with. You don't connect with Tiberton, um Monk up in the fucking mountains. You connect with Luther Vandross. That's correct. And, and music is so powerful because, remember, the very universe is created on harmonics and, and rhythm and vibration. And that's why, like you just said, Brother Saul, when you hear a certain song that you play over and over again, it resonates with your personal frequency. Uh, that's why we all gravitate towards certain sounds, uh, you know, at, at certain pitches, high, low, uh, deeper pitches, et cetera. Um, that's critical. That's key. That's why there's certain rhythms and certain songs, like you say, just strike a certain chord in you where, like you say, you'll play it over and over again, which in actuality, as you're saying, it's resonating with your, the core of your inner band. And that's, that's critical uh, to really understand. All right, let's see if we can take a couple. I'm sorry. I just wanted, I just wanted to say this. And you see how, you know, um, music can affect you in different ways. Look at, you know, in the early 2000s, you had these guys, Lil John and the Eastside Boys, they came out with this crunk music. And now you see motherfuckers, you know, ready to fight and shit. They get their fighting spirits and all that shit. That's that's yep. an example of how music can affect you. Or gangster rap, you know, Tupac, you know, uh, fucking um, N.W.A., you know, uh, or whatever. Like cool you know, these <laughs> exactly like cool cool energy, energy. make you want to go out and fight for no reason, but. <laughs> That's that cool shit. That's that cool but energy, brother. It's an example. It's an example of how you know harmonics music can affect can affect your inner being. That's right. All right. Let's see. If we can squeeze a couple more calls in, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Let's see. We got a caller on the line from. Uh, Florida. You're on the call. Uh, we got a question or a comment. It just says Florida. Anybody there from Florida? Anybody there from Florida? Going once, going twice, Florida. All right. One last time, Florida. Anybody there from Florida? I, I don't think, know if we have them. I think, I think I they're watching major porn. <laughs> nah, we might be having a problem. They do this shit once in a while, man. We might be having a problem with these phone lines because I find it hard to believe that I can't hear any of these callers. Um, I'm hearing some. I'm hearing feedback, so it could be the board. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm not getting any, having any luck getting some of these callers through. Let's uh, let's try another call. Uh, we got another caller on the line. This one just says, "Hold on a second. Uh, hold on, New York, you're on the call. Do you got a question or a comment? Got a call from New York? Yes, yes. Uh, you can hear me. Yes, we got you. Uh, finally, we got somebody through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Um, um, but when you hit the hit the unmuted, it went. It said it was unmuted, then muted, then unmuted again. So I don't. Know. Yeah, that's. I'm thinking it's, it's it's the problem. And then some of them, I know. I know you guys can't hear it that are listening to the show, but some I'm like hitting in, and I hear I can hear people talking in the background, or I hear feedback, and they can't hear me. So it's it's definitely something going on with the board. But anyway, at least we got you plugged in. Uh, did you have a question or a comment? Honestly, I was just listening, cause, but I'll tell you, like, all of the stuff that y'all was saying, it just touched on so much of my thoughts of 
just where my mind had went um, different times recently. And, um, you know, one of the things that, because um, yeah, I touched on a multitude of, a multitude of things. Um, one, of, I guess one of the things that's blaring at this point in my life is just kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like I even had this conversation today, today where I feel like I'm not in control of my life. Um, and I don't necessarily, it's like, it's one of those things where it just feels like everything kind of happens. Like I've witnessed some divine stuff happen, um, to me or in certain situations. And it's just like, like what you said, when you're, you know, if you want to get into this stuff, certain things in your life will, might have to fall in order for something better to come in. And that has been kind of like my life since probably like 2012. Um, So, you know, and then it's almost today, I just had a a feeling like I really feel like I have no control over my life. And not that I want to like, I just want to get more um, grounded, you know, sometimes and and I guess the whole thing is that what was pointed out to me by my cousin, she was just like, there's something going on with your root chakra that you probably right. need to look into. So that's why I was just like, huh, I might have to take now, a step back and look into that. <laughs> if I could ask, and I was, I'm glad that you bring that up, the root chakra. And now when you say that you you feel like you're not in control, is it more of the physical things in your life? Are you talking more like family, money? Uh, relationship, when you say like you feel like you're not in control, are you talking more spiritually or are you talking more physically? It's a mix. I would say physically, um, financially, I feel like it can, you know, it's like it's never reached a height um, where it was a consistent stability. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to get to because I, I don't want to be in survival mode. I, I get angry about that. <laughs> and, and that's at good. The same time, yeah, and at the same time, yeah, I'm clear on the system, whatever. It's, I learned so much about it as far as, like, the fraudulent aspect of it to whatever, the white man aspect mm-hmm. of it, whatever. What right. what my Where my mind is at is how do I get in a position of controlling, hold on one second, Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. And I'm on the show. Um, how do I get into this, the, the position of um, controlling the stream of, finan- of my financial stuff, not having to worry about that? And like what uh-huh. you guys said, get, obtain a property, you know, now set, set, on found, uh, set up a foundation, be on stability, and now um, build that out you know, where either I can show other people how to do it so that there's more community because I am a person that's big on community. Okay. Um, so that's just one aspect, and I don't mean to draw on, but other aspects no, of no, it. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I would say this real quick. Your cousin right. would definitely be correct. That part, I would definitely work with the root chakra because right. uh, now I don't know how long you if you've heard any of our previous shows, we did a, uh, if you go back a few months back, we did a, uh, like an eight, nine part series on all the chakras. And mm-hmm. most, most people have that imbalancement because they're not grounded in their root chakra. And we've talked about this uh, a multitude of times on the show. 
Um, so for that particular aspect, I would definitely work with the root chakra, do things to stimulate the root chakra, uh, whether it's via candle magic, meditation, aromatherapy, uh, because sounds like to me from what you're saying that definitely your cousin's on point where you definitely need to apply some healing energy to that root chakra to definitely get it grounded. Because what I'm hearing as I'm listening to you talk, and I'm hearing a bunch of other stuff, but I don't want to get out. I don't want to get into all that right now. What I'm hearing when you when you talk is somebody that's very heightened spiritually on a higher level, but is being drawn back down, like we were talking about earlier, with that balancement between the objective realm and the subjective realm. Um, so embrace the change. Don't look at it as if you're not in control. You're experiencing some of that chaos, which is okay. So I think what you really need to really meditate and focus on is working with that chaotic energy. And I know it can. It can create that feeling like you, you don't feel like you're in control. That's part of it. So you, you described it dead on. So I knew immediately when you said that that that's exactly what it was because most people that are going through that change will describe it just as you just described it right now, a feeling of not being in control. Even though you're aware of it, you're conscious of it, and you, you realize what's happening and what's going on to you, but you feel like, in essence, as you said, that you can't control what's taking place. And that's part of that chaos. And you really just need to focus on embracing that and then really more focusing on the change that it's bringing. But I would definitely, as far as some of the aspects you described prior to that, I would most definitely work with methods and, and different things you can do to stimulate that root chakra. Because, right. again, if you if you get some time, go back when you get a chance. I mean, it's like I say, it's a long, it's like an eight, nine-part series on the chakras. Oh, first no, one, I will. <laughs> the, the first one is the root chakra, the first show we did. I would definitely go back in the archives, pull that up, because we gave, on that show, to save time and not get into it all right now, on that show we gave uh, many different techniques, uh, reference books to give you an idea uh, particular crystals that provide healing. One thing that's really effective is taking the crystals that stimulate those root chakras and just holding them in your hand and placing them by that particular chakra while you're meditating and okay. visualize that chakra being healed. Uh, that's a powerful one. That, and I know anybody that, that has practiced that. Uh, create your own visualization. You can visualize light coming from the crystal to the chakra, whatever, whatever, you need to create in your mind's eye for that healing, but the crystal in itself will create healing. So one thing that's really effective is, is correlating the particular crystals and gemstones that are affiliated with those chakras and meditating on those chakras while holding those stones. Uh, that's a powerful uh, healing, healing energy. We went over a bunch on there, but I would, def I would definitely, your cousin was on point with that. But I'm going to tell you this. You, you have to realize, I mean, you might, you might not. When you said earlier that also, you know, from a spiritual perspective, you've seen, you know, and, and witnessed a lot of things, which, again, what am I going to, I'm sure there's a, there's, there's a lot. And that in itself can be overwhelming. And, and sometimes, you know, you can't think that, I'm going to say this to you, you can't think, I'm not saying that you think this, but don't feel like, you know, you're crazy or don't feel like uh, that craziness sometimes because you, what other people might term bizarre, you understand, is not really bizarre to you. So you got you to gotta understand when you see those things and experience those things, you're experiencing them for a particular reason. 
So don't look at it as not being in control, even though it makes you feel like that. But that's just the spirit taking you somewhere, trying to show you something. And it's actually a powerful thing, and it's a positive thing when you're able to turn it around. And don't ever feel like, and one thing never let creep into your mind, don't ever feel like you're in control, uh, you're not in control when you're alone. And, you know, because that's, that's when, you know, all that negative energy can kind of creep in. So don't get down on yourself because you feel like you're not in control because it can become overwhelming and then depression right. creeps in and, and all other types of things come in. You don't need that stuff. Um, that's what, you know, that's what happens when this stuff takes you abruptly and you just need to recognize and work with it. But you'll, 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 you'll work with it fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't too much stress that. But try anyway, try some of those techniques and, I think your cousin was definitely on point uh, from listening yeah. to what you said. I'm a, yeah, uh, bro, I, I truly I'm appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna add into that. Um, and also, it could be it could be numerous things. It could be concepts that you're holding on to that could be blocking what you actually need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that is for for. Some people believe that the spirit to be spiritual, you got you, you got to give up your physical life. Things like that. It could be these types of concepts that can also be causing you chaos. Right. You know um, that may not be needed, or that may be needed. You know, but right. you know, even look look at the concept, and I would say this: look at the concepts that you believe in. And really ask yourself, are these concepts beneficial to where you are now? You know, you pretty much you gotta you gotta make your own link between the spiritual and the physical world, and have your own understanding of how these two are interconnected. Yes. Right. Yes. And I'm glad there's one thing you did say, sis, because and and we've done a whole show on this. Don't don't confuse. Most people think being spiritual means they, they accept being broke. And one thing I'm glad that you said, that you're striving to maximize your finances. And one thing I can't stand is you run into all these, you know, conscious heavies. Spiritual <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, they heavy with all this information, but they can't even reach into their pocket and buy a hot sandwich. And right. that's an imbalancement itself. So one thing I'm glad to hear is that even though you're 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 at a higher state spiritually and, and, and on that path, but you ain't trying to accept the fact of just getting by. And 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 that's a good thing because when you have all this knowledge and information, you're supposed to be successful. You know, you're supposed to have what you need. I'm not talking about what you want. Because I mean shit, we all want millions and millions of dollars, but that's just not how the universe works. If it comes, it comes. But the fact that you have the mindset that you want to maximize your financial potential, that's critical. Because, and again, I, I most... I would suggest if you want to maximize your finances and things, get more into studying about finances, money, exactly. manage, money management, you know, investment, economics, real estate. You know, build your economic library Build your knowledge on it, you know, because I and I think that's very important. We were just talking about this actually earlier on the show, Mm -hmm. you know how, and this is and I've seen this with melanated people, where melanated people will say 
I want money, I want this, I want that, but they do nothing to actually get it. What I mean by that, they don't study economics. They don't study things like that. You know, it's that get-rich-quick shit, you know what I mean? With, exactly. You know, um, the get-rich-quick hustles on the street, you know, or trying to be a rapper or fucking actor. Or, and I'm not knocking people who are into those things, not at all. But it's like, wouldn't you... You wouldn't you have a firm foundation if you built your knowledge up about economics versus hoping that you're going to get money. You know, you, there's a difference between hoping that you're going to get some shit and knowing that you're going to get some shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a big difference. You're absolutely right, and it's it's so funny that y'all say that because I was uh, working with a company and you guys have mentioned Jewish people, and I and I observed just kind of like how they operate because that's the type of people I was working with and just mm-hmm. the back end stuff. And it's really not as complex as it appears to be. Right. <laughs> and that's the most, you know, bizarre thing about it. Cause you, it almost hits you like, wait a minute, this is really all you guys are really doing. And, that's you know, right. it's just, it's just like, it gotta be difficult. It has to be more than that. That's at least what a, a lower part of yourself would start saying. Jewish Jewish people understand that the balance of life, they understand that you got to have a ritual system and then you got to do physical shit. You know, they understand there's a balance of the two. When it comes to, I don't know, when it comes to melanated people, you know, we seem to be a little spacey. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're either going extremely physical or we're going extremely spiritual. Instead of just instead of just having both, you know. And 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 one of the one of the biggest problems is most melanated people, and I say this with all with all due respect, is mostly American melanated people. I hate to say this, we always will find reasons. They always find more reasons why they can't, and can't find one reason why they can't. And it's become a sickness mentally where we're always have an excuse why why we can't do something. And I listen to it day in and day out. I get a million, it could be any scenario, money, uh, any type of financial, relationships, family, career, whatever. It could be any of those things, and you'll, you'll get a million why I can't. And then you ask them, well, give me one or two reasons why you could. And the sad thing about it is they'll stop and pause, and they'll have to think real hard. So it shows me that it's a certain mindset, a certain deprogramming that you really need to look within your subconscious mind. And like you said uh, a minute ago, so there are some blockages there. And, you know, we gave one ritual, which is a good, it's not, not a ritual. I don't want to say that because that's not the correct term. A good exercise one can do to really uh, address any blockages they might have in the subconscious mind is, is an exercise we call the winding staircase. And what, what you can do, and this is powerful because, uh, and we'll revisit it for those real quick that may not have heard that show. You can actually do this, and I'm telling you, you, you the, the benefits you'll get from it is outstanding. Sit in a complete dark room. I'm talking about complete dark, not no light at all. Get it as dark as you can. And what you want to do is get yourself in a relaxed state. Just clear your mind. Start going into your your aspect of meditation, and when you start going in your meditation, visualize this staircase going counterclockwise down. Now, what's going to happen is, if you, if you do it right, 
You might have to do it a couple of times to get it, but most people get it right on the spot. As you go with that winding staircase counterclockwise, you're going to go through all aspects of your life. Trust me when I tell you this. You'll live your whole life in like the whole, however old you are, 20, 25, 30, whatever age you are, you'll live that in the span of about five, six, seven minutes. But what will happen is there will be key points that stand out when you do this exercise, good and bad. You might mm-hmm. see stuff uh, that happened to you when you were a child. Uh, you might see an incident play out in that exercise where maybe you got into an argument with your mother and father and they said something to you that was more subconsciously damaging to you than you're conscious of today. You might see an incident that took place in school, uh, and then you'll see some positive things. Take mental notes of that because in that you will be able to identify certain blockages that you, you may not think any of that stuff affects you now. You just didn't have really looked into it thoroughly. A lot of that stuff subconsciously stays with us, and we don't go back and address it. Now, the way to repair it is once you identify, say it was a situation where you got into an argument with your mother, or it was a situation in school uh, that was embarrassing to you, that something happened where uh, you did, somebody picked on you or said something to you, or you might have got bullied or whatever, you got to go back and visualize that same scenario. And it's a powerful tool but then you can go back in and change the outcome. So for an example, if it was an argument with your mother, what you want to do is go back into meditation and relive that same experience, visualize that same scenario, but instead of it being an argument, make the outcome positive. This is how you correct the trauma on a subconscious mind, which is important because people always, we always talk about identifying the trauma that's impacted you that, or the blockages. But now the question is, how do you go back and fix that? Well, that's correct time travel. That's a reality. Because if I say to you, and watch this, if I say to you, uh, what name a song in your youth, and I've done this before, and I like to do this when I do classes, but when you were a young, a teenager or a young girl, name a song that no matter how old you get, when you hear it, it's, it's one, of your, one of your favorite songs. Just give me a song from back in the day. Um, back in the day, I would say there was a song, some songs by Aaliyah that came out. And, okay. Uh, that was when I was a uh, teenager, okay. younger teenager. All right. So in the, in the early to mid-90s. All right. Now, when you hear, give me, give me one specific song. Just one Aaliyah um, song. Oh, First You Don't Succeed, um, That's Just okay. Come Off and Try Again. All right. So when you hear that song. What thoughts come to your mind when you hear that song? Where does it take you to? Does it, you, when you first heard that song, per se, do you remember exactly where you were? Yes. Actually, um, it takes me to a space where I was, because I, I, I don't dance, but I used to really love to just try to make up dances. So it takes okay. me to that space of just wanting to um, dance and make up dance moves. <laughs> okay. Now, when you hear that, when you put, like, the same song, when you hear that particular song, does it take you also to specific moments where you can remember you were at a specific spot with a specific person in your car, uh, certain specific aspects in your life that that song is connected to? Uh, it could be a relationship or friends, anything. Mm. Um, I would say, you know, takes me back to um, 
I guess just being 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 here home because I was mm-hmm. more of a secluded type of person. Um, okay. I did venture out eventually, but it takes me back to when I was in high school. It takes me back okay. to um, just those different arenas. Um, okay, good. Yeah. Good. Now that same way, I'm using the music better for to using the same methodology to going back and correcting the trauma on the subconscious mind. See, that's time traveling. So when you hear music, when you hear music, for an example, the certain tones and frequencies in the music activate certain patterns in the subconscious mind. So when you hear that music, a certain tone, when it resonates in the core of your inner band, it takes you back, like you said, during your time in high school, et cetera. So it automatically resonated with you and it took you back there. That same method can be used once you identify trauma and blockages in the subconscious mind. So once you identify it, you need to go back to that particular point. And trust me, when you do it and do it correctly, you're going to see things that you say, oh, I remember that shit, but I didn't really think that that affected me like that. But Mm -hmm. subconsciously it is. So that's one exercise in addition to when we were talking about the uh, root chakra. I would focus on stuff like that to kind of correct that feeling of not being in control because I can guarantee you that the root of that feeling is connected somewhere in that in that vicinity with the root chakra and with it definitely is it definitely connected with most likely yeah. some type of some type of trauma trauma most definitely mm-hmm. uh that's that's most definitely what it is but i hope that uh yeah i hope that helps you and you know i yes. would if you get a chance go back and listen to some of the shows uh, yeah that's um yeah, we did shows on that, you know, uh, we put out a lot of information about that, but that's key, though, is understanding the root of your thinking, you know, where did, where did the thinking come from? You know, uh, um, a person a person who may who may think, feel, feel that themselves, um, they feel like they don't look too good. They, they feel like they don't look good at all. That may come from you know, family members picking on them, calling them ugly, all that shit. So, you know, when situations arise and, you know, and pretty, when situations arise, when it, when it comes to um, trying to holler at somebody that they may really like, that trauma pops back up and all those times of, that they were called unattractive or ugly or whatever, they start feeling ugly, they get scared, they don't want to really talk to the person, you know, that type of shit. You know, this is what we're talking about. That's deep. Right. Man, these, right. traumatic, these traumatic experiences, because understand, one one thing to understand is your subconscious mind, you know, doesn't it doesn't live in time. So when you experience stuff in the objective world, you know, experiences are going to come out your ass out of nowhere because right, right. that part of yourself does not live in a time frame. You know, it, you know, it it doesn't live in a time frame, so anything is going to pop up if it brings right. back certain feelings or emotions. You know, right. it it can happen anywhere, any place. Right. Yeah. But, Most definitely. Well, I appreciate this, brothers. And you said the show is, um, you did it how many weeks ago, if you remember? 
Um, man, what would you say? So that was maybe two months ago, something like that. My, you think I'm in that area? If you go back two, in the archives, all if you go into this web, uh, two, 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 about two three months ago, two three months ago, okay. they're all categorized. You can't miss it. It'll say uh, chakras, and you'll see part one, part chakra, part. Mm-hmm. You can't miss it. If you just go back onto TalkShoot.com, you can go uh, right to Awakening Universal Minds. I don't know if you're on the website or you just listen or you just tuned in on the right. phone. Yeah, yeah, I know. The... I'll definitely find. A, I know where the archives are, so I'll definitely check there you back. Go. And right. just, okay. I mean, and that's and like what we shared. I mean, is very important. I would say because um, sometimes you may want. Something you say consciously, you want something, but subconsciously you're saying a whole another thing to yourself. Right. For, exa- for for example, a person says, "Oh, I want love." Consciously they'll say, "I want love," but subconsciously that they're, they're like, "I'm not worthy." They're telling themselves, "I'm not worthy," and they don't even recognize the cycle that they're living in with that type of mentality. You know, right. so say if somebody came to in their life, somebody came in their life and tried to love them, they don't give the person a chance to love them because unconsciously they feel I'm not worthy. Mm, I see. Why you want to love me? Why me? You know, right. that type right. of shit. It's a lot of mix up. It's, right. it's showing it's showing you how these pretty much these subconscious or unconscious things can really affect our lives right now. And just keep you in a cycle, right? Mm-hmm. I will definitely. I'm taking heed to everything y'all are saying. So thank you so much for sharing. No problem. We appreciate no you listening, sister. All right. Thanks. You have a good night. Peace. All right. Let's see. Let me see if there's anything else online. Yeah, we we going over a lot tonight, brother. Yeah, we did. Well, the key the key is eh? Last part of this series, and I know we don't get in be able to get into everything, but let me just see if we missed anything. Uh, I was just gonna take one more call. And that's it, man. Not too much going on online. A lot of people just listening. Uh, let me just see. Hold on. Uh, Jagasu again. He's close to Brazil. Hold on. Soon, soon we'll do a show on how people can contact the extraterrestrials. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, soon we'll do a fucking show on the fucking extraterrestrial coons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get on a, get on a spaceship, brother. Yeah, yeah, spaceships coming back. See, that's another form of fucking religion. You know, <laughs> I'm not a Christian. I'm conscious. I don't believe that there's some, some, some spook god called Jesus coming back for me. But I do believe that there's some fucking aliens coming on the ship. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna take me to another planet, and then everything's going to be A-OK, brother. Another crutch to lean on to be lazy and unsuccessful. You understand? <laughs> they're going to take me to another planet so I don't have to be responsible right now on Earth. <laughs> oh, man. Hilarious shit. That's, that's pretty much what the mentality is, you know, is I, I would rather go to a planet than deal with my responsibilities right here on Earth. <laughs> no doubt. All right, let me see who else we got. All right, we got one more call. Uh, let's plug this one in. Uh, Texas, you're on the call. You got a question or a comment? Anybody there from Texas? Definitely must be having a problem with these phones. Uh, one last time for Texas. Anybody there from Texas? 
question or a comment? All right. Uh, no, no luck on that one. Try one last time. Going once, going twice, three times. Anybody there from Texas? You're on the call. Question or comment? All right, no luck. All right, brother, I think that's going to be it. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, it's midnight. Uh, and like I said, we could keep talking, but I think we've given enough. Uh, so hopefully this concludes the, the series on, on this aspect. Uh, hopefully, like I say, I know in four shows, it's, you know, we're not going to be able to cover every aspect of the dark arts. But I hope this gives you a uh, a, a venue to push in. This is what we do. This is what we're about. This is the science that we work. It, it make no mistake. So there's no, you know, so everybody is clear. If you if you need a definition, and I don't like to use to define anything, if you need a definition of what this show is about, what it is we do, it's 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 about this. Uh, you could call it chaos magic, black magic, dark arts. Whatever, whatever, whatever you feel. <laughs> exactly. But this is this is the venue. This is what we do, and this is what it's about. And and, and again, we're, and we're, we're not gonna, you know, you know, we're not gonna give, you know, we're not gonna give people a way out of their everyday responsibilities. This is not that type. That's of right. Show. That's right. No <laughs> doubt. No uh, doubt. But anyway, brother, if you no. want to go ahead and give your give your closing information, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up, brother. I um this is Brother Sargidi. If you want to contact me, you can contact me on Facebook A U S A R D A T D E Asargidi or you can contact me on my Yahoo Asargidi at Yahoo dot com. Also you can contact our our Facebook page, Awakening Universal Minds. And um as my good brother has has stated, you know, this show pretty much is whatever whatever it is to you. You know, whatever however you wanna take it, you know, um, however it benefits you, that's what it is. But as I just said, you know, you know, we don't we you know, we're not on here to, you know, pretty much take people out of reality. We're more putting people in reality. Reality That's right. Checks. That's right. You know. That's what this show is about. It's about consciousness, awakening universal minds. That's right. So, you know, we talk about shit all across the board, as you as you see. That's right. All right. Definitely appreciate that, brother. And, you know, same. Just going to copy what my brother said. And, and sorry to disappoint you. We ain't got nothing to sell you. Uh, we're not <laughs> offering you any gimmicks, any love potions to fix all your fucking problems. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other conscious coon hustle that goes on nowadays, unfortunately. Um, yeah, sell you a love potion, brother. Yeah, so, and that's what that's what we do here. This this is the whole point of the show. We're not we're not recruiting nobody for anything. We're not asking you to join shit. Uh, we're just asking you to do the work. You understand? We don't and we don't have, gonna, we don't have a star map to get you to another planet. We don't have that shit. Not yeah, it's not a reality. So the, the main thing is do do the work, create your own path. Don't be a fucking follower and do what everybody else is doing. Do what comes natural to you in the sense of your spirituality 
office. You should be the sole governor of your spirituality, nobody else. Nobody should be dictating to you of how you're supposed to create your spiritual path. You should be creating that yourself. Uh, again, it doesn't mean you can't read books, you can't study different dogmas, schools of thoughts, philosophies, and doctrines, but as long as you take from those doctrines, philosophies, and cultures and create what, you know, take from it what applies to you and stop fronting like you, you get into these things and everything you read about it, you're like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because <laughs> if you study, if you study, let's say, uh, like Sister Earlier, Buddhism, there's definitely aspects of that shit that you're not really feeling. And it's okay to feel like that because that part of it is not for you. So focus more on the stuff that resonates with you and don't worry about the shit that don't. You understand? If you're studying alchemy, you understand? Some of it resonates with you and the stuff that don't. It just doesn't, you just don't deal with it. So that's called creating your own spiritual path, taking. That's what a master, he or she can do is take from those different levels of information what applies to them and make it work for them. But not feeling forced to to embrace every single aspect of it because you're not gonna you're not gonna resonate with every aspect of it. And that's what's part of being a real God is. That's why I tell you, question these motherfuckers when they say, I'm God or I'm a goddess and you're not gonna get a correct answer. You're gonna get a religious ass answer. You're gonna get some rehearsed, <laughs> regurgitated shit that they read out of some damn book somewhere, you know. And that's just not what this is about. But anyway you and can this, hit us up and this is and these the same people saying they're gods, like you said, when you look at their life, their life doesn't reflect divinity. Nah, not at all. Most definitely not at all. But again, you can, uh, again, uh, Facebook page, Awakening Universal Minds. Uh, You can come right here to TalkShoot.com. All the shows are archived on both pages. You can contact us on both pages. Uh, Email to contact myself and the show here is khnum19 at gmail.com. That's K-H-N-U-M-19 at gmail.com. You can also check me out on YouTube, Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, pretty much talk about similar stuff there. Uh, most of the lectures that I do down here in uh, Miami, New York, uh, you can see posted up on, on the channel. Um, we actually have a lecture coming up this, uh, not tomorrow, I'm sorry, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, May 14th. If you are in the Miami area, North Miami area, uh, I'll be doing a lecture there. Uh, we did one a couple, uh, three weeks ago, uh, Alim Bay, uh, who was here. We we kind of did a little something. Uh, we're actually going to have them on the show. Uh, we're going to bring Brother Panic and Brother Alim Bay on the show uh, together. And, again, not I, I like to stress this moving forward. We don't bring guests on the show because we agree with everything they say. We bring them on the show so you, the listeners, can get a perspective of what everybody else is saying and put it into perspective for yourself. Uh, so you can definitely go through any of those mediums to contact us. All the shows are connected and archived on the various different uh, websites, social media, things of that nature. But, again, if you are in the North Miami area, uh, next Saturday the lecture is free. I don't charge to do any of the lectures, but we do ask you to support the vendors that are there, uh, the food vendors. I, myself, will be out there with a ton of books and all other types of shit that I'm, um, I'm always out there with. So you can access a lot of this information, uh, books, things of that nature, um, at the event. And that's going to be next Saturday at 7.30 p.m. If you're interested in going to that event, you're in the area or you want to come, you could again, send, send an email, khnum19 at gmail.com, and we will definitely um, 
send that information over to you. Uh, and I know in July uh, I'll get a date. I'll be going, you know, back home for a little bit uh, up to New York. We'll be doing something up there in the uh, Queens, Queens, Nassau County area, right there on the border. Uh, I get that information uh, when I when I get that set up. That's something that's being worked on right now. And then hopefully we get this uh, other event set up, uh, you know, with Brother Sar, you and and um, trying to work that out right now with Brother Ravana Noon to get something in Central Florida. Uh, event that all of us can uh, come together and and uh, get some stuff it, going in other places. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, try to get that organized. Uh, but that's it. That's what that's what we got for you. Um, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, we will see you next week, uh, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Have a good night, and we'll see you next Thursday. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.